Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez, Joel Dales, and this is now episode 161. In this episode, we are going to debate whether or not Russell Wilson makes the Broncos Super Bowl contenders, talk about Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, Carson Wentz being traded, and preview the offseason for the NFC East and NFC West teams. A quick Patreon shout out to Nicholas, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP4Z Shot, Jordan, Evan, Dylan. Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Biggie, Boston Boy, Ben Riley, Mickey, William, Tyler, Ruthless Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel, S.A. Crimes, Kevin, Eagle Dalla, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, 17, Tua Sucks on Car, Ryan, Barcelona, Epic Linkiness, Travis, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. Let's do it, boys. Uh, so, you know, last week we planned to do two episodes this week just to make up for the one we missed last week. And it was unintentional, but who knew that we actually needed to do two episodes because sure. of the Lord. amount of breaking news that happened. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I left Monday here. Well, this is my house, so I didn't leave here, but we finished the show off Monday, and I, I'm not going to lie. I felt tension still. The debates, the Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> oh, versus sure. Carson Wentz, sure. the Kyler Murray stuff, the Lamar Jackson. I came out I came out of that show like, I hate these guys. I hate these guys. And, right? and, and, and now, and, and now I, was, and I was thinking about it earlier today because I'm like, man, we got to do a show today. You know, usually when we get into these debates, we wait a week, you know, things yeah. simmer, simmer so, down. But now... No, we're we're here two days later, yeah. and some news happened regarding your Broncos that I know I'm gonna walk out of here hating you guys again. <laughs> so this, Both of us or just him? Uh, I don't know. He's it gonna depends. be a, he's gonna be way more obnoxious I to, I to, than I to, me. I told you this last time, bro. I told him this was on a basketball episode. I said you guys team up on me, bro. Like no, it doesn't I, matter. I, I really it doesn't, don't, bro. It, yo, look at the comments on YouTube, especially uh, people. You know what that, I noticed? You, say some you know, ridiculous no, stuff. No, 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 no. You know what I know when I noticed it. The Buffalo Bills offseason preview, when I talked about Gabe Davis. I was on your side. He was on your side. He wasn't, though. No, but that. Okay, See, that's you the thing. guys were I on don't. Me. Listen, it's not no, no, a tag. No, no, I was the only one. When, I agree, taxing, when I agree with you, I agree with you. It's facts. However, I feel when, like it's a gauntlet. When you match. say something outlandish. And anyways, listen, have I ever complained about you and Riv tag teaming me on basketball? No, because I sit here and I do my job. Also, That's because you have JC. JC backs you up. To a, I'm when, not going to lie. JC definitely does do right. When three people. I have nobody on my side. If if somebody decides to tag team, you have nobody. Listen, Listen to be fair, this last season, I mean, me and Drew were right more often than they were wrong. Oh, the oh, only thing God. you guys were I right mean, about oh, was the Rams. Right. Only thing. I swear. Only thing. Well, notable ones was the Rams. I swear to God. The biggest thing of the season, to Okay, be but fair. like the... We, okay, I agree with you, yeah. but predicting who's winning the Super Bowl is like... A shot in the dark, bro. It wasn't a shot in the dark. It was, there was a lot of facts to back that it up. It was a lot of facts to back it up. I agree with you, but like, I mean, there's a reason why if you bet on it before the season starts, you could win a lot of money of because it's usually a shot a lot in of the things dark. Happen. 
But y'all both, well, you said Colts was making it out the AFC. They didn't make the playoffs. You, you pushed me into that wall that I really didn't care because it was, I honestly. Listen, not according to TikTok. Anyone. Facts. So, facts. What matters? Yeah, that's fact. I'll make you guys look good. You know <laughs> Thanks, what I'm saying? Man. No, Appreciate that, bro. But yeah, I don't know who was right or not. Maybe we have to like have a take meter or something. That'd be tough. I don't know. But some of the stuff you say is just ridiculous. Like the Kyler stuff is, is crazy. The Jimmy G and Wentz, Jimmy G being this huge upgrade is crazy. What else we get into uh, last week? Got that, into that a was lot. Re- that was really the the bulk of it, yeah. though. And we're getting and the Broncos. I'm sure we're getting to nice debate. Uh, listen, I'm not I'm not getting aggravated. There's no reason for me to be. Mad. You gotta be flying high right now. I'm I am. Look, listen, we're gonna get into this segment for sure in a bit. Oh man, I will say, look, I'm your friend. I'm happy for you. We're boys. You know, you're a Broncos fan. I'm happy for your success, but. My take on it is going to be something you're not going to like. And I know it's going to be something you're not going to like. Um, and we'll get to it in a bit. But first off, I just want to you know, give a shout out to you guys because I woke up today and Pick a Side was at 15,000 subscribers yes, on YouTube. And the reason why I want to thank you guys so much is because I get anxiety sometimes over it and how... What if the next video doesn't get as many views? What if people just decide to stop watching us? What if what if all this happens? So all that gives me anxiety and the fact that I see on a consistent basis that people continuously show love and support the podcast, even reaching out like on other platforms like Twitter or Instagram and say they love this show. I really appreciate it because this is something that, you know, I've talked to it, talked about it with you guys. I've talked about it with my family as well. Like this is something that's rare. Like what we're doing is not something that is uh, easily replicated and there's a lot of luck involved and we're in a lucky we're in a lucky position and a fortunate position to be in no doubt man where we're at right now you know just the following that we've amassed over these past couple of months and years it, it's truly a blessing and I, I appreciate everybody out there that uh tunes into us of course no we, doubt. we appreciate you bro you know Absolutely, you're the captain man. of the ship yeah, and thanks. you know so it wasn't for you we wouldn't be here that's a fact it. Somalian <laughs> Can't get fixated with the numbers, though. You got to remember, we're doing this for the love of it. That's true. Right? That's, That's really true. ultimately but, what allows me to come here, sit here, and, and be as relaxed as I am. I know that I love sitting here talking to you guys about the games that I love. And that's what really makes it easy for me. You know, before the uh, we were going to start, I was going to tell you guys about something I watched today. It's um actually a show. Okay. It's called The Dropout. It's on Hulu. And it's about this woman. Her name is Elizabeth Holmes who founded this company called Theranos. And she right now is facing trial on a criminal fraud because she wanted to like invest a device to make it easier for like, I guess, uh, you know, blood, blood, like blood test. Okay. I think that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. diabetes. Or something? Yeah. Blood test. Yeah. Something like that. Because she, she thought that the people that right now are running those things, it's outdated. So she, she started out with good intentions, but she needed investors and the device, it wasn't ready yet, but she basically scammed these investors and she fluked the trial. So these guys thought it worked, but it didn't work. And she was too far into the point that she was making her employees give, like they would give these devices to people that actually had cancer and diabetes and needed it. And it didn't work. Yeah. And she knew it didn't work and she was giving it to them just because she wanted to save face. And the show talk, the show basically goes through it all and how, like, you know, her story is called the, the Dropout, I believe. 
because uh, she dropped out of college, she dropped out of Stanford to do this. And it's it's crazy, bro. But she's on trial right now for like she could she's actually not on trial. She's about to get sentenced. Oh, so and, she's so yeah, so she's she, she's she found guilty. Yeah, she's done. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. It is crazy. I was watching it with uh, uh, my dad today. Do you know what it was that she was doing that was newer than what already happens? It's like, because what already happens is, is a finger stick. They put a needle in your finger. They have like this device that transfers the blood over into like the actual technology that gives you your your well, glucose well, level. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what is it exactly new? Well, from the show, what I saw was that they put a droplet of blood on like this cartridge that she developed and you would just put it in the machine into like a big machine or is it like a handheld device? It's like a, it's like this big. Interesting. Cause it's, it's that's not already, that big. I don't know what's, cause what we do in the hospital. Something? I don't know. How many years ago was this? Uh, about 10. Okay. Cause there's essentially the technology that she was trying to use now already, but even more handed, handy, handy, I guess I should say. Yeah. Because when the show, when I watched the show, they had scenes of, People in line getting the first iPhone. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. so oh, this first is old. iPhone. So yeah. like so three people, people might have people mm-hmm. might have just got her idea and ran with it. Definitely after she got sentenced mm-hmm. or you know put on trial. But yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting story. That for is sure. pretty crazy good. though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. So right. let's get on to the first segment of let's the episode. Um, Russell Wilson. He was traded to the Denver Broncos, and the the Broncos gave up Shelby Harris, Noah Fant. Drew Locke, two first rounders, two second rounders, and a fifth round pick. And the Seahawks received Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. Other now, way around. But yep. No, the Broncos received. There you go. Oh, yeah. The Broncos mm-hmm, received mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. Now, this move, people always have been saying the Broncos are a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away. Now, does Russell Wilson make the Denver Broncos Super Bowl contenders? I'll start with you, Drew. So before we get into the extreme part of the conversation, let's talk about yesterday. So yesterday, you guys know I'm a nursing student. I'm in class, so I'm not looking at my phone. Doing CPR training, really trying to make sure if someone codes, I'm on it. I'm learning that stuff. So it's like 2.30. I look at my phone. Oh, my God. And I have messages galore. My friend, Kevin... You know Kevin, of course. Kevin Schmidt, shout out to you, bud. And I'm sorry. He's a Seahawks fan. And I get a text from him. He's like, good luck this season. Take care of him. We got to get. We gotta go out to a game this season. And he didn't mention his name. But it automatically, I know what he's talking about. My mind starts to race. I am freaking out at this point. I go to the next group chat. I see Riv. Russ to Denver. No way. In that moment, my mind is just bouncing back and forth like Atari. I freak, like I'm really ready to freak out. I go to my teacher. I tell I have to use the bathroom. I sprint out of the building. I'm out of the building because I know there's no part in that building that they couldn't hear me. I go on the phone immediately. I call my brother Charles, and I start losing my mind. I go to Twitter and I see 30 to 40 messages from the Pickaside family, just happy. That Russell is coming to Denver and they're happy for me. I had a moment that I really was so overjoyed. I cried. I was so happy. I've been waiting for great news for my Broncos for six years. I couldn't be too upset. The last time we were in a position to win, we did win. 2016. 
And with Peyton Manning retiring, going off into the sunset. So I can't be overly mad. Six years, there's teams that haven't had an opportunity to even go to the Super Bowl. So I was patient. As a Broncos fan, I understood. Listen, I had my time in the sun. It's going to be a few years until we're back. But we were building in the right direction. And I was always adamant. We get a quarterback. We're right in business. But that had always been our hiccup. We went through 10 starting quarterbacks in that time. But now we're at number 11. And this one's going to be here for at least seven, eight years. Russell Wilson is coming to Denver. And it still feels like a dream to me. I cannot wait for opening day. I said it on the TikTok that you nicely posted for me. 100%, I will be posted up in Mile High to see his home opener. Because this is the most excitement Broncos have felt in a long, long time. Even after we won the Super Bowl, we went 5-0. and We still felt great, but there was, there was still something missing. Payne left the organization. There was a hole that was left once he left the building. Now we have Russell Wilson coming to take over this offense with Nathaniel Hackett newly coming in as a young head coach who's definitely one of the more admired, young, offensive-minded head coach, unless you're talking to my friend Joel Moran over here. And now you pair him with Jerry Judy, Corlin's son, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, hopefully he comes back to start the season. We traded Noah Fan, which hurts. He's definitely a good piece, but in the grand scheme of things, I do this trade with my eyes closed. Shelby went the world to our defense in the locker room for sure. And we're going to miss him on a leadership role. But the, but the deal that we got done, I do it 10 times over. Because look at the blueprint that the Rams laid out. Forget about the picks. Let's go all in to win now. Go get your quarterback. Because ultimately, if you don't have the quarterback, you're not winning a thing. And Denver has been the epitome of that for years on years on years. So now we take two first, we trade them. A good first-round pick by that, by that fact. The ninth overall pick. Take next year's first. You take this year's second. You take next year's second. And you take three, two starters, and Drew Locke. Drew Locke, adios. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Goodbye. No offense. It hurts, but Albert O is going to be perfectly fine. He's definitely was a serviceable number two tight end that just did not have the opportunity to show his true talents. And Shelby Harris, that interior presence that he that he gave for us is going to be missed. But we can pick someone up off in the offseason that could fill that, not fill it to his the, the way that he did, but enough. Now you have Russell Wilson coming into this offense, who has been nothing short of spectacular basically his entire season. And last year was his career worse of QBR, but he missed time. He had an injured finger. Seahawks offense just wasn't what it normally was. For some reason, things weren't clicking. Now he's coming into a new environment where he has new motivation with a great young core, with a better offensive line. It is an exciting time to be a Denver Broncos fan, and I cannot wait. Now, to answer your question, Super Bowl contenders. Does it make us Super Bowl contenders? Sure. Of course we're Super Bowl contenders. Defensively, offensively, we have limited holes. Offensively, our biggest hole is right tackle. Tight end, I don't look as a, as a hole right now because Albert O, I understand his potential. He's a, he's a fast tight end. Could be a little bit of a better blocker, but he has solid hands for, for a tight end, and he's fast, which is great. Receiver-wise, we have no holes. We have depth at the wide receiver position. Running back-wise, Javante Williams is one of the best young running backs in the league. 
And in this class, he's, in my opinion, going to be the best running back in his class, including Najee Harris. Now, defensively, we spoke a little bit before the show. We still have some money to make things work. I believe we have $29 million in cap right now. Now, we've been in talks to bring in Vaughn Miller. Bobby Wagner is newly released. He's going to want a contract, rightfully so. He's one of the best, if not the best, linebackers in the NFL still. We are going to be left with the choice of bringing in one of the two. I I don't think we will be put in a position to sign both. And the cornerback position, we're probably going to lose Callahan, and we're probably going to lose Kyle Fuller. But Pat Sertan, regardless of what people might say about him, is going to be a superstar in the NFL, whether it's not next season, the year after that. He is a stellar talent with amazing upside. Our number two corner is Ronald Darby, and that's where we could probably upgrade for sure. But I'm not fully panicking over Ronald Darby being my number two option. We're going to have Justin Simmons over the top, and I do believe Kareem Jackson will come back. But in my opinion, I would rather bring back Vaughn than have Bobby Wagner because there are cheaper linebacker options that are available. Devondre Campbell's an option that I'm looking at that we could potentially get for a cheaper price tag. I don't know if it's going to be cheaper. He just made an all-pro. Cheaper than Bobby. He's younger, too. You'd probably want a long-term deal. Do you think Bobby's going to cost less than 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 Campbell? They'll be about the same. They'll be in the same price range. And the reason I say Vaughn is because, one, he's he's homegrown. He's been our guy forever. He's been the best player on our team for however many years he's been on our squad. And we let him go. Thank God he won a championship. And now he has that resolution there that he has. He doesn't have to feel a remorse where he's already shown that he's more than open to come back. I'm looking at a defense that was top three in total points, top three in yards last season. And you and I spoke a little bit before that. Is there going to be a hiccup now that Fangio's gone in the defense? Let's say it's not as good, right? There's no way I can look at it and say we're going to be anything outside the top 10. Sure, we won't, maybe we won't be top three, but we'll still be a top 10 defense. We bring in Vaughn Miller and or bring in Bobby Wagner, Devondre Campbell. Then we're really set. Because corner cornerback-wise, Sertan can take that leap. Darby as our number two isn't the greatest option, but he's a solid option. Michael Ojemudia is a solid option. Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in the league. Offensively, I have no concerns. Now you bring me Russell Wilson, I have absolutely zero concerns. We're going to be one of the better offenses in the league. Get ready for a Jerry Judy breakout year. I've been waiting, I've been saying... You get him a quarterback, he's going to break out. 100%, I believe, he's going to be excellent this season. Corlin Sutton couldn't get the chemistry right with Teddy Bridgewater. Now that Russell's there, Corlin is right back in the mix of being one of the better wide receivers in the league. Tim Patrick has been exciting for us with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Now you give him Russell Wilson. That's something to look out for. KJ Hamler is a burner. You give him Russell Wilson with one of the best deep balls in the league. That's something to look forward to. Javante Williams was a stud last season for us. Now you give him Russell Wilson. That's only going to increase his level of play. Broncos are a team to look out for. No doubt we are Super Bowl contenders. Russell Wilson going to Denver makes them one of the more exciting teams in the NFL. And cool. Um, Offensively, they're going to have a top 10 offense in the NFL. They can push top five. Um, Do I think that... Just in their division, though, 
just look at it in their division. I don't think offensively Denver is going to be better than Casey or the Chargers next season. I think the Chargers, they already built one of the better offensive lines in football. Mike Williams is back. Keenan Allen is back. They got to get a tight end, but they have the they have top five most cap space in the NFL. The Chargers are going to make big-time moves. They just have to work on that defense. But to talk about the Broncos, listen, Russell Wilson was a great get. He's been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for the last couple of years. I For, for the last 10 years, you can argue, I love Russell Wilson. Since 2018, 131 touchdowns to 31 interceptions, 106 passer rating. Also, since that time, he's been 1-3 in, in his last four playoff games. And you can argue that early in his career, when he made his most damage in the playoffs, when he did his most damage in the playoffs, it was because he got carried by the Legion of Boom. I look back to the NFC Championship game versus the Green Bay Packers. He threw three interceptions in that game. Russell Wilson... In the playoffs, even though he has a 1-3 record, five touchdowns to one pick. The only game he played bad in was versus the Rams. He completed 40% of his passes. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from Russell Wilson. But he's been dealing with a terrible offensive line for the majority of his career in Seattle. Now, does this make them Super Bowl contenders, the Denver Broncos? I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm just not. And the reason why is because we always talk about the Broncos are a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away. But their roster is similar to the roster that Russell Wilson would have had in Seattle had he stayed. It's even similar to the roster they had this past season. The Broncos offensive line was ranked 19th. Seattle was 25th. The Broncos offensive line was slightly better. The Broncos had eight different inside linebackers play 60% of snaps, and they had the worst pass rush win rate in the entire NFL. Football Outsiders ranked them 20th in DVOA and 21st in weighted DVOA. Seattle's defense ranked 21st in DVOA and 19th in weighted DVOA. So their defense, although the sheer basic stat rankings show you the Broncos are this great defense, Using advanced stats, it shows their defense was similar to Seattle's. And Vic Fangio, who's a defensive guru and genius, who the reason why they were able to get sacks and they were able to manufacture pressure was because of his blitz schemes. He's not there anymore. And they were also 27th in run-stop win rate. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Every single season, for the most part, why doesn't he win? We all say it's because, his, for the most part, his run defense has been awful. The Broncos are 27th at run-stop win rate. Teams can run all over the Broncos. And last year, yeah, the rankings, third in yards, eighth in yards, I mean, third in points, eighth in yards allowed. They only played four teams that finished top 10 in offense last year. KC. Twice. Chargers. Twice. Cincinnati. And Dallas. They got torched by every single offense outside of Dallas, and that was the Casey game. Casey didn't torch us. And that was the game that Dak came back from his injury. I still give the Broncos credit. It was a great game. When I look at the Broncos, they have an overrated defense, an average offensive line. The offensive weapons are worse than what Russ had in Seattle. And between Nathaniel Hackett and Pete Carroll, he's... Hackett is still a wait and see. I don't know how good he is. I'm not a big fan of Pete Carroll, but I can bet that 
Pete Carroll is at least a better coach from what he's shown me in the past. The only real upgrade is at running back and tight end. But you're right. The Broncos have $26 million in cap space. It's a what if. It's a wait and see right now. Currently constructed, if you guys don't make any big time moves and with the draft picks you guys have, with the draft picks you guys have, George Pan has to hit on these later round picks. And if he doesn't, then... You mean GM of the year already? Early they have, candidate? They have three to four picks in the top 100 still. Yeah, but the first one is like in the 67. 64. Pick. Yeah, so, you, you know... get a starter there. They're still day, they're day two, day three picks, you know? So he, that's hard to hit on consistently. Most teams only hit on maybe one, too. two. We could probably look at corner there, too. The Broncos are not Super Bowl contenders. They're not better than the Chiefs. They're not better than Chargers. Hell, if... If Russell Wilson would have stayed in Seattle, he would have had an easier road to the Super Bowl than him going to the AFC. He has to play the Chiefs. He has to play the Chargers. He has to play Cincinnati. We can't sleep on Baltimore. Tennessee is going to be in the mix. Buffalo is going to be in the mix. Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback in his own division. And you can argue in the conference He's the sixth best quarterback in the conference. I'm going with Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, and Lamar over Russ. Because of that, he doesn't make the Broncos automatic Super Bowl contenders. This isn't like Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay in 2020. It's not like Matthew Stafford going to, going to the Rams in 2021. This move isn't that. And we've seen in the last two years when a team has made a big-time move for a quarterback, they have made the Super Bowl. They have won it. Russell Wilson is under that type of pressure. I just don't view the Broncos as Super Bowl contenders. What this past season taught me in 2021 is you just need one thing to be a Super Bowl contender. You need to have an elite quarterback. That's the only thing that matters. Did the Bengals have holes? They had a terrible offensive line. They didn't have a good pass defense. They didn't have a good linebacking core. They were ranked, what, 25th offensive line? They did have a good linebacking core. No, 29th. I 29th? Think, something like that. Or if you look at the Rams, who didn't have a great linebacking core. Logan Wilson was really good. They weren't perfect. The Rams weren't perfect. And even the Chiefs, who struggled early on the season, it picked up down the road. But every team's going to have holes. And when I look at the teams that have the best odds to win the Super Bowl, the Bills, Chiefs, Rams, if you want to think the Bengals are going to go back, or the Broncos, they all have one thing in common. They all have elite quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, that's going to make up for any hole you have. And you, you've listed out some good points. And, you know, that's a very contradictory stand to say the Broncos aren't going to make the Super Bowl. And I, I give you credit it's for that. A, it's an objective. Because one. a lot of people are going to not overreact, but everyone's going to be on the side of the Broncos just got an all-time quarterback. Of course, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I do agree to an extent. Because if Russ stayed in Seattle, he would have had an easier path. Because he doesn't have to go through this gauntlet of quarterbacks like the guys you've mentioned. I still think it's borderline ridiculous to put him clearly below Burrow or Lamar. If you want to put Herbert Allen and Mahomes, that's more than and fine. Herbert, you, you're making, we can still have that conversation. You're making some great points right now, but I just want to challenge this real quick. You're mentioning the Rams. You're mentioning the Bengals. The Rams had, for one, their offensive line's elite. It was, one, it was a top three-ranked offensive line this past season. You had Cooper Cup, who had the best wide receiver season of all time. On a defensive line, you have the best defensive player we've ever seen in our lifetimes, along with Leonard Floyd. Sebastian Joseph Day isn't a slouch. Sebastian Joseph Day would be the best defensive lineman on the Broncos right now. You have the best cornerback in Jalen Ramsey. I mean, their holes were minimal. 
Let's not act like their holes. They had a lot of holes. Let's look at the Bengals. The Bengals. They had one of the best run defenses in the NFL. They generated some of the most pressure. Awuzie ranked as one of the top corners this past season. He was very great. Jesse Bates is just as good as Justin Simmons. Just as good as strong. I think but Justin he's really Simmons good. is a bit better, but Jesse Bates is just as good. And Jamar Chase is a top five wide receiver already. The Broncos don't have name don't me sleep. outside skill position wise. Let's talk. Skill position, defensive line, linebackers, corners, wide receivers. Who's elite on the Broncos? Jerry Judy can be elite. Sertan can be elite. Justin Simmons, Justin Simmons is, is elite. elite. Garrett Bull is a great tackle. Vaughn Miller, when he comes back, is elite. This is what I'm saying, though. They have Devontae. they have more what he, said he didn't he didn't they, say running back. Oh. They have they have more what if holes on their roster. That's it. And for I think the comparison to these other teams is unfair because those teams had established players. But they've had we, holes, which every team is going to have. There's the Bron- no such thing as a perfect team. That's not going to exist. But the, Broncos the Broncos have holes. They have defense. Yeah, bro, just like every other team has holes. What team that made it far in the AFC or NFC had a bad defensive line? The Bengals had the worst offensive line, and they made it. First time defensive ever. Defensive line. That's not my question. I said defensive line. So you're looking at the Chiefs, Bills... Uh, who Chiefs defensive oh, line Niners. is Chris, okay. Chris, Chris Jones. Chiefs defensive line was great this it's past Chris season. Jones. Frank Clark wasn't good. Melvin Melvin Ingram was a good addition. He was. But he's a pass rusher. He's not someone who's going to be stuffing the run. I mean, that's the defensive line is that four edge defensive tackle edge. Like that's what it is. No, it Again, is. we have some money. We're talking about it right now. And right now, no, fair, I'm saying, fair. I'm saying, yeah, no, that's what I'm right saying. Now, that's all I'm asking. It's also not fair I mean, it's, to it's talk about both question. these teams' offensive lines because the Broncos were the ninth best offensive line in terms of pass protection, while the Seahawks were 25th. So I know in terms of overall, they might have been similar, but pass protection, which has been one of the biggest problems Correct. on Seattle, and every year we say, how are they going to upgrade the offensive line? The Broncos already have that. If you have the, the offensive t- line with the quarterback, and I know uh, some of their receivers are what if guys because we. We haven't seen it yet from Judy. We've seen Sutton have really good years, and Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. They're they're not they have on this side. They, they have, have upside. upside. Obviously, not on the same level as Correct. guys like Jamar and T Higgins and whatnot. But even still, if as long as you are upgrading this team, which they have the money to do, I understand if you say they make no moves. Okay, that's one thing. But they still have the 64th overall pick if they want to go and get a veteran. They have 25 million dollars in cap space to get at least two impactful play- players. So if you go and get a Von Miller, now you have edge set with him and Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb coming off a bad year. I don't think that's Bradley- ed- but this is the thing. I just told you they had the worst pass rush win rate in the NFL last season. Von Miller was there for half the season. But then he left, and then that obviously made us worse. And Bradley Chubb had a bad year. He did. Bradley Chubb is not that good. he missed games. He missed a lot of games. Bradley Chubb is average. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb isn't scaring any team, bro. Off last season, yes, it's okay to say he's average. And you lost Shelby Harris, your best interior defensive lineman. There's one thing that matters. If you have an elite quarterback... Name me one team that has an elite quarterback that's not a Super Bowl contender. Hmm. Well, based off last season? No, going into next year. So the best quarterbacks, Mahomes, Super Bowl contender. Allen, contender. Herbert? You Burrow. think they're going to be better, so you think they could be at least second. They're making the playoffs. Burrow? You just said Lamar was better than could be better than Russ. You're absolutely right. But I think right now it's it's kind of a coinc- it's a kind of a coincidence that most of the elite quarterbacks right now are on teams that have the roster to compete. Because we do have a roster to compete. You need, but, th- but I mean, look, we're going into this thing like back and forth. But 
my question was just about the defensive line. I understand I have, that. I'll take a quarterback bro, over I, but the whole whatever com- defensive of, line. Of course. The whole conversation we're talking about is just all around Super Bowl team. Cont- I know. We're correct. talking about all around teams. And my question to you was, me, I haven't seen since I've been watching football a team with a horrible defensive line. I've never make the seen Super Bowl. a team except the Bengals with a horrible offensive line make the Super Bowl. But defensive line is is very pivotal to a team. Offensive success. line is just as if not more important. It's it's I I agree with you, but the Broncos are average in their offensive line still. We're they not, were the and, ninth. They were ninth best in passing. But they were ninth. They were one of the worst ones. No, they were nineteenth. You just said run overall, blocking. Which but, is, and Javante still exact, looked great. Exactly Javante looked electric. This, this, this is, is what I wanted to thing. say too. The fact that you have the ninth best pass blocking right, which is only going to benefit Russell Wilson. And let's say our run blocking isn't as great, but Javante Williams still showed that that is not a problem. I'm not concerned. He's great at breaking tackles. There's no doubt about it. Arguably the Bo- best Bobby, in the league. Bobby Massey was one of the better run blockers in the NFL. Pass blocking, he struggled. He did. You might he might go, so that might make your ranking even worse in terms of run blocking. Nathaniel Hackett's scheme, we can predict, is going to look similar to Lafleur in Green Bay. They ran the ball a ton. Aaron Rodgers is uber efficient because they run the ball and do it. They do a lot of stuff off of play action. If the run blocking isn't there, that could damage that scheme. Javante, by the time halfway through next year, could be better than Aaron Jones. He might be better right now. He might be. I mean, listen, bro. You're like doing this, but like I'm just giving you the scheme. The scheme, scheme wise, <laughs> doing what though? We're seeing, basically you're basically the, not reacting to my point. Like no, you're just no, you're just talking to. Give your spiel, but you're not listening. No, I'm listening. You're saying Denver has a hole at defensive line. I said, cool, that's great. I agree. They need to upgrade. But I'm saying I just saw a team with a huge hole as well on the offensive line make the Super Bowl. So all I'm saying is you do not have to have this perfect roster with every position filled with great players. You don't. You don't, you, have need, to, you don't you need have to. You need a great this, quarterback, and you need to have weapons on the outside. The Broncos have both of those. You don't have to have this perfect roster, but let's just look at the Bengals because that's that's what you mentioned. Offensive line was their only real hole. That's one of the most important. Oh, I I get it. Of course, but like, just listen for a second. Their secondary was very great. They play. They played great when it mattered against the top teams. Their defensive Uh. line was very great. DJ Reader, BJ Hill, BJ Hill, Larry Ogunjobi, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. I mean, right now. Ogunjobi and BJ Hill are on the market, and every team is trying to get these players because they're great and. Yes, while the Broncos offensively don't have like holes because wide receiver, we know they have those depth. receivers. They have depth. T. Higgins would be the best receiver on your team. Tyler Boyd would be the second best receiver on your team. I mean, no, he could be not. fighting for it. No, I'm just saying. You're being the, ba- the Bengals had elite receivers, elite receive- receiving options. Jerry Judy's going to show you. He the is Broncos elite. right now, like I put you guys in a tier of like you guys are really good, but you guys aren't elite. Like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, that group are they're game changers, and that's what I'm saying. And even if you want to talk about like a team doesn't have to be perfect all around for you to make a Super Bowl, but if you didn't think Russell Wilson was a contender with the Seahawks going into this upcoming season or even last season, then with the similar roster that he's going to in Denver, I don't know how you can think he's a contender right now. It's not similar. It's it's pretty similar across the board, bro. Their They're, secondary is not good. Their pass rush. DJ Reed was very good this past season. So was Sidney Jones for them. Their, again, their pass rush was not good. Their secondary was not good. Offensive line not good. Pass blocking not good. Their receivers were good. Sure, their secondary was good though. 
who who do they have? DJ Reed, Sidney Jones, Jamal Adams, and Quadre Diggs, let's who see, made a Pro let's Bowl. Let's see how much they were ranked. Quadre Diggs is solid, for sure. I was just looking at DVOA, because we brought this up before the show, and Denver actually and ranked— And linebackers, Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks. And Denver ranked ahead of Cincinnati in, in pass defense DVOA. So you want to talk about the secondary? They will lose some guys, for sure, but they're going to be— They're losing three guys. They could lose three guys, bro. They could. I That's think they'll, huge. They'll bring at least Seattle one guy or bring somebody first in. and most yards allowed. Mm. The, the defense was bad last year for Seattle. So I'm saying, it's been bad for, me, it's been bad for three years. I know, really. but their ranking all around is similar to Denver's, bro. That's what I'm saying. Is like I know that a team doesn't and have Seattle to be were perfect. Perennial I know, playoff I know, teams, eleven I know, wins, twelve wins. I know wins. that a team doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, they're a perennial playoff team. Because of Russ, the argument here is not if they're gonna if the Broncos are gonna be a perennial playoff team. The argument is if they're gonna if they're a contender for the Super Bowl. If we're talking about just making the playoffs, I mean, I make that decision with my eyes closed. I know the Broncos is going to be a playoff team. Well, it seems like we're you're talk, questioning it talk, because you think the Chargers no, can be ahead of him. No, I mean, you can. Three teams can make the playoffs. I know. In the division. I'm saying they, they haven't they even have men- to. mentioned the Raiders at all. At this point, with the Russell Wilson addition, the Raiders are obsolete. Yes. But I'm saying the Raiders made it over the Chargers. Week set week eighteen game. Do or go win or go home. And the Chargers gave a great game to the Bengals. I mean, excuse me, the the Raiders played a great game against the Bengals in the playoffs. No, I agree. I mean, look, the Raiders, Derek Carr, he's always going to keep them stable. But right now, like we're talking about elite quarterbacks, and the Raiders don't have that. And the Chargers right now, their their main problem last season was defense, and they have some of the most cast wasting in the NFL to fix that and go all in on it, even in the draft. So you're saying the reason why Denver is not are not Super Bowl contenders is because of a bad defensive line and possibly losing guys in free agency in the secondary. Bad defensive line, no linebackers. Um, I don't trust the offensive line fully. Like, it's better than Seattle's, They're yeah. They're top 10 pass protection. Okay, That's it's, pretty it's damn better, good. That's the only thing that matters to me. But I, I don't care about the I run don't, block. I really Javante's don't care either. fine. I really I, don't care. I care about the run blocking if the scheme's going to be predicated around the run. That's what the Javante scheme's going Williams, to be. He's a bowling ball. Bro, we we Average seen... some of the most yards per seen, carry last we, season. Okay, yeah, I understand that. But we've seen a guy in Saquon Barkley, not who's one of the most talented Games players. Games are different. He's one of the most talented running backs of our generation, not be able to have success because the offensive line is not good. And the thing is with Saquon Barkley is he's a flashy type running back. Javante is running right through you. That's his that's his vision. That's his game. Run blocking matters with their scheme, bro. With the scheme Nathaniel Hack is gonna implement, it's gonna matter. And if you have Russell Wilson, you're gonna be able to run the ball because everyone's gonna be worried about a fifty yard pass to Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. Definitely you're gonna I I feel like it might be a little bit of the opposite. I I think they might get more stacked boxes if the run does work well. But okay, all that's I'm saying, fine. They're going to win outside. But all I'm once. saying, but like we're we're getting away from the original conversation. You mentioned I'm, why, this is, why this don't is you not, think they're going to be a Super Bowl I, contender? I just gave you my whole spiel on it, and, and all of that seemed to me in 2022 NFL football. You have a top 10 rated pass blocking offensive line. You have an elite quarterback, and you guys on the outside have shown flashes that they could be elite. Plus, you have. Arguably, he could be a top seven running back at the end of the season. Okay, you have that. You just need to have a complementary defense. Who maybe sure they don't rank perfectly, but if they could cause turnovers, get sacks, that's all I need to see. They don't need to be top ten in rush defense and pass defense because every team's going to have a hole. If their hole is just they have an average defense, they're going to be more than fine. Okay, this last thing I'm going to say, and then we'll move on, and you can rebuttal if you guys want to. Where do you? How high does a team have to rank? For you to consider them a Super Bowl contender, do they have to be a top three team in the AFC? Do they have to be a top four team in it? Like, where do you rank them? Well, let's look at it Probably like this: five. the Bengals weren't even anywhere near yeah. our list for contenders oh, last season. They made the Super Bowl. Okay, but I'm just asking you just that question. I would. Say, where I, would they have to rank? Five. I mean, 
Top five. Top five. Agreed. Because there's seven teams now in the in the in the conference. You would probably say of those five, yes, that's fair. Okay, you're mention you're telling me right now the the Broncos have like these weapons and they have all these other positions filled, right? Just off of receivers alone, just the weapons on the outside. Do the do the Broncos have better weapons than the Chiefs? No. Nope. Do they have better depth, weapons depth wise? Come on, bro. It's Terry Kill and Kelsey, Kelsey for sure. Come on, bro. For sure. Come on, bro. But now you're it's it's Judy on, and Sutton and KJ Hamler and on, Tim bro. Patrick and Javante Williams. Come on, bro. All right, we're that's going to be a conversation. Bro. But go ahead. Bengals. Nope. No. Bills. Yes. I'm not high on Gabe Davis, so it, to me, it's just Diggs and Dawson Knox. Okay. Um. So you want to count them or you don't? It's up to you guys. I'm I'm saying I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. So right now we have Chiefs. We Bengals. have um Bangles, Chargers. Chargers. Okay. Mike Williams, Keenan, yep. Eckler, Herbert. Okay. And um Russ is gonna change everything. And this conversation is gonna be completely different halfway through the season. Now, next team I can think of the Ravens. Just think about the Ravens. With JK Andrews and Hollywood. Give me the Broncos. That's really close. Hmm. Javante's better than JK. I think I I, I'm just projecting. I was t- projecting. I'm taking the Broncos because I think Russ is going to unlock Judy and make Sutton a really good number two. Judy is going to be incredible this season. And Tennessee with uh, AJ, Julio, and Henry. So AJ, AJ, and Henry. Derek. What I'm saying is, if this, if, if you're taking Kansas City, you yeah, have to take. Facts. This is the point I'm trying to make. The position that is most loaded on the Broncos that people are the most optimistic about in their wide receiving core and the weapons Russ has doesn't even rank top three. But you're just, you're looking at, you, all you're you said was star weapons. Name. You're looking at star name. That's you what said you're looking we- for. All you said was outside I, weapons. I'm taking Denver's offense over Baltimore's. I'm taking it over Tennessee. Are you taking, are you taking their offense over Buffalo, Casey's or Chargers? No, not. I mean, it's going to be close, but like they're fourth right now for sure. At so least that's the point I'm trying to make though, is that we are so excited about the Broncos but would it surprise anyone if they have the best offense in the AFC next year? It wouldn't surprise me. That they have that this, upside. But at this point, this is like my projection. We are looking at a team that is not even top three in terms of the offensive talent they have on their on their team, on their offense right now, compared to these other teams at the top of the AFC. The difference with Tom Brady when, when, when he went to Tampa Bay, once he went to Tampa Bay and they had Godwin, they had Evans, and they, they brought in Gronk, they're the best offense in the NFC. Their defense was mightily slept on. I was early to the party because I knew their defense was going to be good. This past season, when Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, with that, with McVay's offense, with the offensive line, with the weapons, we were like, that's the best or second best offense in the NFC without a doubt. That's it. With the Broncos, we have to question it. And that's that's where my concern with the Broncos comes. So, And that's offense. That's the best part of their team. Defensively, I am expecting you it's, guys to drop it's off. It's now the best part of our team because for years and years and years, it'd been the worst part of our team. You're right, and, but we're talking about now. It's because we just added Russell Wilson, our defense that was just top three in, in total points given up and top 10 in, in total yards. Now, because we add Russ, our defense is not as good as our offense. I know what you're saying. No, let's, let's I mean, just, no, hold up. I, I think my problem is not that your defense is not going to be as good as your offense. My problem is that I have a strong feeling 
that your defense is going to have a major drop off next season. And I'm going to stay confident with our guys. I think you don't, don't just forget everything that you learned from yeah. last season just because Vic Fangio's gone. Yeah, because you it's learn a different a, scheme. You learn a thing or two from, from you guys. The, you guys are going to be top three, but you don't think they could be. 15th best defense at the minimum. I'm not. That's I all, would that's, be yeah. utterly shocked if we're below. If we're anything near that, I think they'll rank 15, 18. That's where I think they'll rank. And I even think they're more 15 to 12. There's a lot of good defenses there, and the Broncos are one of them. But defenses just could change so much year to year. They can, but that those are my concerns, and that's why that that's why I wanted you. That's why I wanted to give you guys a question of like, let's look at these top teams because we're not just talking about the playoffs, bro. We're talking about Super Bowl contention being the best. We have depth. The only that's the my, only teams that's my, the only teams I'm pointing above them right now are KC and Buffalo. They're but they're right there. They're right there with the with Chargers at three. It's going to be a conversation, and I'm not saying that because I'm wearing Denver gear and I don't like them. I'm being honest. You have Terry Kill. You have Kelsey. Those names are insane. They're arguably the best tight end, top five wide receiver at the minimum. But the depth we have. Is going to make teams scared to play against. But the two bowls, four no, conference chips. Them, listen, fine. Like, which is why I understand you guys taking them because they have it. They've been, they've done it already. You guys are sleeping on Gabe Davis. You guys are. I'm not, <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys, I'm not. you should be talking I'm, to me. Who's you better, guys are no, Gabe Davis. I just have a question. Like, who's better, Gabe Davis or Tim Patrick? Tim Patrick. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Let's when Gabe on. Davis has 600 yards for the third year in a row, Bro, while Tim being Patrick the wide receiver two with Josh Allen, I love Tim. Receivers. I love Tim Patrick. I, I don't know if you do anymore. No, I love Tim Patrick. That was but I rude. think Gabe Davis. Bro, look Gabe at what Davis, Tim Patrick has done with Gabe mediocrity. Davis will go for 900 yards next season, and Tim Patrick could go for a thousand. I'm not. I'm not saying a thousand because like I'm trying to be a little bit cautious here, but he could go for a thousand next year. And Tim Patrick, I'll take under a thousand, and I'll take okay. You want to make that bet? If, yeah. If he gets injured, this bet is off. Obviously. How, okay. How many games does he have to play? What do you mean? This is a full season. Nah, well, no, 15, if he misses, 15. if he misses two games, you can play fifteen. And 15, still get that. Okay. I, I'll I'll take that bet. Okay. I'll take. What I'll do you want to put bet. on it? Um. You put a hundred no, with Drew. Hold up. We we totally forgot to even mention Cole Beasley for, for the Bills for the Bills weapons. Uh, Tim Patrick's better. He's better. He, Kobe's one of the better slots in the NFL. Yes, again, Tim Patrick's yes, better. fine. What do you want? Let's, can we, let's show, do this Gabe Davis bet under a thousand. How is Kobe? How is Tim Patrick better than Kobe Beasley though? I think he's seven seconds. He's balls. exciting. No, bro, over let's the take the balls. bet. What do you want to bet? Do you want to do Jersey? Or you just want to do a hundred? Hmm. Under a thousand. This is okay. That's a let's do yo, it. That's a good, interesting. That's man. a good bet for you, now, nah, bro. Honestly, we gonna have to. Um, Here he goes. Back. He's scared. He's scared. The hundred no, just I'm, came I'm, into play? I'm really no. Under I'm, I'm thinking about the bet right now. I'm thinking about what could be the bet. Okay, okay. I kind of want to make it more spicier than just money and then whatever. I want to make you regret what you're saying. I want you. Okay, you I'm know what? I'm on the Gabe Davis train. So fifty fifty dollars, and okay. if Gabe Davis gets over a thousand, you give me fifty. But you also have to come on the show and you have to apologize to Gabe Davis one and apologize for me for for apologize to me for you doubting my talent for evaluating. <laughs> All right, I, I so for evaluating. All right, talent. and then I know I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what takes. Re- okay, the but what if Carson Wentz and they both? I was gonna say the Wentz and Jimmy no, G thing. You just got to say the complete opposite. If he has under a thousand, okay, yeah, then, yeah, then you have to yeah. come on here okay. and say then I'm, then I'm the receiver king. I think and then, no a, for that okay. episode. It has I to be it's a safe jo- uh, for me. Joel's the goat. Joel's the goat. Not Joel's the goat. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. fifty dollars and whoever is the wide receiver. Yeah, we, gotta, we have to give, give just a spiel, you know, give props. Okay, we'll take that bet. We we're gonna make so many bets this season. Oh yeah, it's exciting. Oh, we, yeah. We, we can't bet money all the Under time. Under a thousand on Gabe Davis. I wish I could. I wish DraftKings had that. I throw, throw the mortgage on it. 
you know what's funny is that like you're saying this and he's really gonna do it, bro. Okay. He had two hundred in a game. He did. He had two hundred in a game. That would have been like forty percent of his total regular season yards. That's because of opportunity, bro. Okay. Yeah, he couldn't beat out because Emmanuel. He couldn't beat out thirty four year old Emmanuel Sanders. Stop it. The name alone, you still gotta give him that credit. Sorry. So on to the next topic. Aaron Rodgers decided to stay back in Green Bay. Uh, this was reported by Pat McAfee himself. And for me, I just think I think that Aaron Rodgers made the right decision. He he didn't want to be like Russell Wilson and uh, go compete with some of the top teams in the AFC because he, he knows the NFC is easy. And he's scared. And he doesn't care about his legacy by any means. Russ does. He hears the noise. He wants that challenge. You know, you know, I think it might maybe it's scared, but I I, I don't think being scared is a bad thing. You know, sometimes if when you're I, a grown if, man. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. You want to know why? Because sometimes if, you know, if I'm on the stock market, if I'm on Robinhood or wherever I, I invest and I look at a company, oh my God, they're going down under. I'd be scared to invest my money. That's Gary Vee would be freaking that, out on you right now. That's me being smart. Gary I think <laughs> you see that that uh TikTok of him recently, he's like, I cannot wait until the NFTs completely go under. Oh yeah, because that'll be the day that I go and I put all my my money onto the into the market. He believes in them as hell. Okay, he could he could be wrong. He's not always right. Yeah. No, no, he, obviously, I'm just being. Aaron Rodgers notices that in the NFC there are just three top teams, and I'm disgusted with you because <laughs> disgusted. Yeah, with you, Joe. You want to know why? Because you, you made me. a TikTok about Rodgers, and oh yeah, I love that he stayed because. In the NFC, really, you just have the Rams you got to compete with, and then the Packers. Those are the two top teams. You totally forgot about the 49ers. They are still going to be there. Well, I said that in, in the YouTube video I created. Joel's okay. takes if okay. you guys want to okay. take it out. Because I said the 49ers are in there, too. But the hesitation I had was first-year Trey Lance. Can he go into Green Bay and be Aaron Rodgers? That okay. was my hesitation. But, yes, okay. I, I, I appreciate you for clarifying that. By getting no offensive touchdowns. <laughs> like, <laughs> But Aaron Rodgers notices that in the NFC, it's it's really... If you can beat one team, you can go to the Super Bowl. He understands that. And I think it's it's a much easier path. NFC South, there's no quarterback in that division outside of Matt Ryan. NFC North is rebuilding for the most part. I wouldn't sleep on Minnesota next year, though. Here we go. I wouldn't sleep on Fifth years of charm? Yes. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, yes. Fifth years of charm? <laughs> Second years of charm. And the NFC East is the, the NFC East. Yeah. And the NFC West, I mean, with Seattle rebuilding now, I, I'm not that high on Arizona going into next year. I feel like they have a lot of key free agents that they might lose. So I'm not too high on them. This is a cakewalk for Aaron Rodgers. They're probably going to win the division again. This is the perfect situation for him. Back-to-back MVP. Really, this this whole thing, like for me, I'm really more so wondering what's going to go on with Jordan Love. You know, I feel like Jordan Love... Jordan Love is such a talented guy, oh, God. and he's not getting a fair shake Goodness to play. God. And you know what makes me sick to my stomach? What makes me sick to my stomach is that because the Packers decided to stay with Aaron Rodgers, which was the right decision, he is arguably going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks who ever played the game. It is somehow an indictment on Jordan Love. Well, I'm here to tell you it, that's not the case. Brett Favre, when the Packers moved off from Brett Favre, it was clear that he was past his prime. He was washed. He cost them the playoff games because he threw boneheaded interceptions. And we look at the other quarterbacks that sat a year, Pat Mahomes, they had to move off of Alex Smith. That's not a hard thing to do. Moving off of Aaron Rodgers is a very difficult thing to do. Jordan Love will still be a good quarterback. And whether it's with Green Bay, whether it's with another team, I love Atlanta. 
with for Jordan Love. Arthur Smith, oh, you best believe he's they looking have, at Jordan no, Love. They have a top five quarterback in Matt centering. Ryan. Why would they want Jordan Love, bro? Because Jordan, Jordan Love so. is aging. I mean, I mean Matt Ryan's aging. I mean, oh, come right, on, bro. Right. Let's use logic okay. here. My bad. Let's use logic Sorry, bro. here. You're just so high on Matt Jordan Ryan. Love, if you want Jordan him to take Love, spot. Jordan Love, I think, is still going to be a good quarterback. The pack. It, it was reported, actually, that the Packers have not taken any calls on Love. Which means that, to me, they look, they look at that guy and they're like, yo, he's still going to be good. All right? So just t- tone down all this talk. They probably haven't wait. gotten any calls. I agree, though. I, let's, and let's I don't wait think it's an see. indictment. Indictment. Wow. Indictment. Yeah. Indictment. What's up? Um, I don't think it's indictment against Jordan Love. Rather, it's just a waste of a first-round pick. That's all it is because you're right. They could have got a wide receiver. I don't if, know why. If you ha- could have got T. Higgins. If you have Aaron Rodgers. At the time, though, Rodgers was coming off of some of his, ineffi- yes, some he was. Of his most inefficient seasons. He was. He definitely was. That was also the year they brought in LaFleur, too, as well, though. I'm almost positive because McCarthy got fired and then they brought in because LaFleur was like part of the you're reason right, why they right. wanted Jordan right. Love. Um, but yeah, it's not it, it's not about Jordan Love. It's just if you have Aaron Rodgers, yes, you're going to take him. To me, it's just like we've mentioned before, it's just a waste of a pick. You completely wasted a first round pick. But Aaron Rodgers, I would have done the same thing. That's why I was so confident or gave such high odds. I think I said I gave him a 70% chance of staying in Green Bay because he's someone that I don't see as like wanting to change his whole routine. Like I feel like he's in Green Bay. He has his people and he likes it. He doesn't want to go to Denver or Tennessee, whatever team it might have been, and change up everything, get new friends. Like he, he He's kind of an odd guy, you isn't know, it, and his routine I feel like is important to isn't him. Isn't it weird how I feel like every Aaron Rodgers conversation, you have to mention his character? Yeah. He's, like he's, every every single Aaron Rodgers conversation I ever had, I, I don't his know character why, gets because we don't know this no, guy. I, he's, that's, but he's that's a bit one out of my there. Point. No, I he's just, a bit out there. That's why, though, because he's so himself and so unique yes. that it automatically gets thrown into the conversation. And he, yeah, I think he, he's a great dude. He might be. To a degree. He, yeah, he to a degree. Be. He has some interesting opinions. He has some yeah, he has some interesting takes and you know his whole issue with like the front office and coaching all this that he had in previous years now all of a sudden it's fixed and everything's happy mm. and flowers or whatever. But I think it was the right choice because you mentioned it's just super easy path to the Super Bowl. Really just competing with the Rams and if the 49ers are able to replicate what they did last year, which I think they will with Jordan Love. But I also think it's a couple other reasons. I think LaFleur plays the a pretty lines. big... Sorry, did I say Jordan Love? Yeah. yeah, if they had Jordan Love, they'd be screwed. Um, <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> I think I think LaFleur plays a pretty big role in this. They've had success over the last couple of years. Maybe not playoff success, but they've mm. been the, probably the best regular season team over the last two years or three years since LaFleur has gotten there. Rodgers won back-to-back MVP. So I think him having LaFleur there, seeing how great he's been with them, that has to play a, a pretty big part, as well as Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football. They tagged him, probably going to work on a long-term extension as well. They seem to have a really great relationship. And wherever he goes, you're not getting receivers good Devontae Adams. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mentioned about the uh, NFC being wide open. Listen, I'm happy for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm happy for the Denver Broncos that we don't have to deal with this Aaron Rodgers saga anymore. We got put out of our misery really fast, thankfully, because he made that decision to go back and maybe less than three hours we had our franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson. So... Good for Aaron Rodgers. He gets his money, now becomes the highest paid quarterback of all time. You think he was sick he didn't have the spotlight for more than like an hour? That I definitely do believe. And I'll tell you what, I'm thrilled about it. Because Russell Wilson deserves it. Russell Wilson, that's bigger news. It's way bigger news. No, definitely. definitely, Kidding me? Definitely. Come on. And Russell Wilson, you want to talk about a genuine, nice guy. There is no one that epitomizes those words, those adjectives, than Russell Wilson. He's a stand-up guy, Walter Payne Man of the Year. Sweetheart. Aaron Rodgers would never win that award. Kidding me? This guy is so generous. 
gives oh, back community. Absolutely love him. Man, I can't believe it still. That being said, back to Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, I'm gushing. I do believe that they're going to be put in a position where he is going to have another cakewalk in the NFC. However, this past season, we thought it was going to be a similar type cakewalk. And unfortunately, he couldn't score more than one touchdown at home against the Niners who have a solid defense. Fair. Really good defense. But your defense was a lead all season. Or it was, it was great. It was it, it had was, great it was moments. Good. It, it, was had, really it, had, good. it had great moments for sure. The rush defense, to your credit, was not the greatest, but in in terms of everything, one of the better defenses in the league. Not the best defense, but one of the better defenses in the league. So it was smart in that sense to come back because the last time he had a great defense, they went to the Super Bowl and they won the whole thing. Now, their focus needs to be here. We need to bring in another weapon because in that game against the Niners, he was so locked and loaded on seeing Devontae Adams that he forgot that Alan Lazard was one of his more trusted targets throughout the season. Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams were the only two guys targeted in that entire game. I actually think Lazard had one target, no receptions. Yeah. No one else had Tay, any Tay other was looks. was the only receiver who had a reception. That's a lie. It was Mercedes a tight end. Lewis correct, a, that he fumbled. Mercedes Lewis had a reception. Correct. But no receiver. Correct. Other receiver. And yes, in that sense, it makes sense. This is an easier path. However, how I look at it, and the way that I am, and the way that other people motivate me, I can't believe that he wouldn't even entertain the idea. I think he entertained it. Do you think so? There I don't was know. reports the last few days that he was truly torn on the decision. See, that's he wants the thing. I don't know. I I can't believe anything I read when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. So why do you think that it was a no brainer? Because the money was there. I know, You're but becoming the highest paid player in the league. You yeah, understand? Denver would have had to give him a bag too. But we weren't making him the highest paid player. I don't think. I'm sure if you guys were trained for him, you under you guys were Green Bay and Denver was talking to be like, okay, you want to trade for him, but he's going to want it back. We probably would have let him play on this contract that he has. I don't and think then he goes to Denver without, without a contract, them saying really without him saying, okay, what's what money you're going to give me the next? Okay, three fair years. enough. Regardless of that fact, I still don't look at the Packers as the best team in the NFC. They need to get weapons this offseason for me to really believe that because Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL or at at worst, number two wide receiver in the NFL. You got to give Cooper Cup his respect after he had the single greatest football season a wide receiver's ever had. So you got to give him that respect. However, Devontae Adams is all-world, unbelievable talent. Aaron Jones is one of the better running backs in the NFL. Their O-line took a hit, and he's getting older. He's getting put in a position where he can't be as mobile as he once was. He can be, sure, but I'm sure that he doesn't want to be that scrambling-type quarterback. He wants to stay in the pocket that he's been so accustomed over these years that he's had one of the best O-lines in the NFL. They have holes that they need to fill. Devondre Campbell, if they're not, they're probably not going to pay them because he they are in cap hell as well. He's gone, and that's one of the key pieces to that defense. Russell Douglas. Razul Douglas is another one that they might lose. There's just pieces that are going to be maneuvering with this Green Bay Packers that leads me to have concerns. Will I still think they'll be one of the top teams in the NFC? Sure, you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they have such an easy path just to win the division, get the number one seed with the rebuilding Lions, rebuilding Bears, and Minnesota at the first time head coach. But, but just, a big, it's so easy. A big part of it is your legacy has been put on the line this offseason. You lost a game you should not have lost, yeah, especially no in Lambeau Field. For me, it would have been exciting to be in a division with two of the top four best quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Aaron Rodgers now has to go up against Patrick Mahomes, who is trying to take that claim away from him. You're in a division where you'd see him twice a year. You could easily say and finish your career with people believing that you are a better ball player than Patrick Mahomes. Brady, to a degree, did that. Aaron Rodgers had that opportunity. I would have taken that challenge head on to prove everyone absolutely wrong. He can still do it, but now it's Super Bowl or bust. In the AFC, you beat Mahomes twice. In the AFC, you you face a Josh Allen in the playoffs. You face a Joe Burrow. You face all these top-notch quarterbacks that it's seeming the AFC is the best we've ever seen it in our lifetimes. I would have definitely taken that challenge head-on to completely silence doubters because if he wins a championship this season, or if he would have won a championship this season with the Broncos, he could have retired tomorrow and people would be saying he's a top-three quarterback all time. I don't think winning a Super Bowl with the Packers versus the Broncos is going to change much about his legacy. Yeah, that's In just terms you, of the road to the Super Bowl. No, of course, I'm coming. Of course. Well, not really. It I say is. that in the sense of the path to get there in the NFC, as in the path to get there to the AFC. We just spoke about it with Russell Wilson. Why, like, this doesn't necessarily make them clear cut because of how strong the AFC is. The Packers' Ross is better than Denver's. Hmm. I don't know about that. And you just mentioned Super Bowl or bust for Rodgers. It was in the NFC. The, it would have been the same thing in the AFC. For sure. Fair. The expectations would have been the same. It's just. Really, the biggest difference would have been round one if he didn't get a bye. He's probably the Packers do have a better roster than Denver. Rashawn Gary, Zadarius Smith. If one they don't cut him, cut. offensively, Rashawn Gary's not going to cut. Rashawn Gary, yeah, Kenny Clark, no, you, just you those can't. two guys you make you sure defensive line better. No, I'm I'm with you. The defense is better. Jai, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes. That's better than any two you guys have. What are you saying, Sertan? He's not Jair. Jair? Come you on, said bro. you said Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes can be just as good as Sertan, bro. He had a Jair. Had a good that's uh, that's year. fine. Adrian Amos, Darnell on, Savage. You just Adrian Amos, again. Darnell Savage. Okay. Justin Offensive Simmons, line: David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins. David Bakhtiari, who didn't play at all last season. Yeah, because he recovered from his Correct, ACL injury, but, but we're he's going to play this upcoming and, season. And, Probably will be as good as he was before he came on the field, but we Garrett need to see him on the great. field. I'm just saying, Garrett Bowles he's not David Bakhtiari, though. Garrett Bowles is still great, David though. David Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, con- Bakhtiari has been consistently the best or second best He has been, but he, now he's, he's also been hurt, and he's older. Bowles is still in his prime or approaching Trent his prime, Trent Williams really. was hurt, too, and he was just fine. Well, I don't, Trent, I don't compare Williams anyone had, to Trent Williams. Correct. Bakhtiari is somebody that you could probably compare to Trent Williams, though. If that's the closest one to him. Trent Williams is the single greatest left tackle in the league. Bakhtiari has been that for the last couple of because years. Because Trent bro. Williams was out. Because he was hurt. Trent, well, who you're saying? Trent. Well, Trent had some issues with cancer. That's even worse. Ex- well, regardless of that fact, when I'm he's on saying, the field, he's the best. The, the Packers do have a better roster than Denver, bro. Honestly, as a whole, I still so see if you're, the Broncos. So if you're, have if you're, a, if you're a, a Aaron Rodgers, you look at you you look at your team. Okay, one, my team is better than the team I would have had in Denver. Offensively, the, which which team is better? It's really pretty much even. Bro. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Devontae Adams, no one. Aaron Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones and Aaron ja- Dillon. A.J. Dillon don't Again, exist. Javante Williams. Come on, bro. Melvin Gordon's brother. Can you Dillon. stop? One do receiver Aaron as Jones, opposed to four? Do Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon not exist, though? Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon. Okay. that's Melvin Gordon's a free agent. Correct, but it's leaning towards he's coming back Okay, as if well. Aaron Rodgers were to go to Denver, it would have been a $40 million cap hit. They probably can't bring anybody back. Aaron Rodgers was a huge cap. Um, excuse me. Um, Russell Wilson was, was just a just 17 mil cap. against the cap. 
I thought it was like 24. Something like no, that. No, it's because Seattle ate some. Seattle actually didn't get much cap space from yeah, they trading have, Wilson. I think they have like a 20-something million dollar dead cap hit because of it. Seattle does have the third most cap in NFL now. And they have like of, 35 the, the million before, money. But the Bobby cut helped. Before Russell Wilson was traded, they had about 30 mil. After he was traded, they only, by trading Russell Wilson, they only gained about $800,000 in cap relief. That's they, it. They had a ton of dead money come on the books. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, my team is better here. The path is easier here. It's pretty team much better. It's interesting. It's not interesting, bro. I still don't it's know. Facts. I don't know. I think it's a fact. <laughs> it's the whole like depth versus superstar thing. It's like the whole Mark Correct. Andrews and Hollywood Correct. versus Hopkins debate again. Which is again, the Rams the had no depth what? last year. Rams had no depth at little to no at mostly every position. They just stayed relatively healthy, other than Robert Woods. I know, and obviously Odell in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. Like depth matters for sure. Like I agree but with you, you. You also have to get lucky. Like you have to get lucky to make the Super Bowl. You have to stay healthy. Yeah, and also plays have to go your way. Yeah, that's sure. a, that's a fact. So, but all around, I think like looking at the Packers and Broncos, bro, similar rosters, and you could probably lean towards defensively. Lean you lean towards the Packers at least personnel wise. Like I know you guys ranked higher, but like personnel wise, You're a big name players, guy, huh? Well, yeah, that's what makes these top defenses, bro. Like, and I do think Devontae Campbell's coming back. For the record, I do think they he's have back. to free up some money somehow. They haven't some announced way. his contract. He said the Rappaport's re. Rapport's Bro, they're at minus forty nine million. Apparently, this Rogers deal was cap friendly. I'm not sure how, but I'm gonna keep it a buck, bro. I've seen the Saints yeah, finesse fair, every year. Fair, fair. And I'm, I will. But to get Devontae Campbell back, that's gonna and, be tough. And Razul, they want Razul, to extend. Razul hey. for me, Razul for me isn't like he played great, but most of the time he was out there, it was in Jair's absence. Cornerback, you just said depth's important. That's important, but as Especially long as you got corner. as long as you got Jair healthy, you will be fine. With he was, Eric he was hurt a majority of last season. Yeah, but Given that's the first, the first time, time yeah, he's been hurt. Sure. So Darius isn't coming back also? It yeah. depends. He's right now, they can cut him and relieve some cap, but it depends on what they want to do. Preston Smith is probably gone for sure, though. It's a two top D lineman of theirs, but Rashawn Preston Gary Smith, makes it no. feel Preston okay. Smith, no. He's been kind of missed. I'm saying Rashawn Gary's like correct. on the path to be a superstar. Yeah, right no, now. he's awesome. For sure. And Kenny Clark's one of the better defensive tackles. And Zadarius is just nice to have, but he missed a lot of last season. You're right. I'm just saying, you know, I think for Rodgers, it was a no-brainer decision. For me, I think Because of the money, I believe. that That's the one reason. The money and the fact that it's an easier path. You guys would have gave him a very similar contract, I think. You would have gave Aaron Rodgers whatever he wanted. 50? Yes. You think 50? Yeah. Because also, I don't know if the Broncos aren't trained for Rodgers with one year de- one year left on his deal. They're going to want to extend him. Rodgers is going to want to get extended. And if you already have a deal in place, the picks and the players are sorted out. You're like, all right, let's just get this deal done. You know, it's everything's there. 50 is a lot. You're not going to let like 5 million, you know, screw you over from Aaron Rodgers. If you, if you want 45, he wants 50, but you get Aaron Rodgers, you're going to give him 50 because it's Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But I'm happy with the move we made. Of course. So would I. On to the next segment. Carson Wentz. You know, we were going to go in order with these. Wow, we really made this a topic. Interesting. All right. No, no, no. We're not making this topic. Oh, okay, good. We were going to go in order and do the NFC East from the top to the bottom. Uh But because the news came out about Carson Wentz going to Washington, we're going to start off with Washington first. So Washington finished 7-10 and this past season. And big news, they just traded for Carson Wentz for two third-round picks, and they swapped second-rounders with the Colts, basically. 
Now, they're paying his full $28 million salary along with the $5 million bonus, which means that they only have $6 million in cap space this offseason, but they could cut Landon Collins, Matthew Ioannidis, Wes Schweitzer, and free up some more cap. But for the most part, they don't have much flexibility right now. So what do you think about the Carson Wentz trade? What do you think about the commanders going into next season or going into this offseason and what they need the most? And, and are you a believer in uh, this new look Carson Wentz with the Washington commanders? I'm a bit surprised they traded for Wentz because they made a hard, pu- hard push apparently to you know Rappaport and whoever tweeted out that they offered three first round picks to get Russ. And Russ, two reasons. One, Seattle wanted, wanted him out of the NFC and Russ also wanted to go to Denver over the commanders, which I, I can't blame him for. Go. But I think this tells me more than anything that there was a there must have been a pretty hot market for Carson Wentz because we know Deshaun Watson's case here is coming up this Friday and whatever happens in that might clear up some speculation whether he's going to be able to play this upcoming year. So that tells me I think Washington was worried that another team was going to go out and trade for Wentz and they wanted to get on it now, especially right after they traded for or they missed out on Russell Wilson. So I think even though I'm not, we had to talk off the show, I'm not a Carson Wentz truther. I don't think he's this top 12 quarterback. I just simply think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's definitely better than Taylor Taylor Heineke. So any reason or any way you could upgrade quarterback, you absolutely do it. Giving up two third round picks after the previous year, the Colts had to give up a first and a third. To me, that's a Ended no-brainer. Up turning into a first, yep. And yeah, because mm-hmm. Wentz stayed healthy, and they have a similar deal in this one where the third could turn into a second. So if you give up a second and third, wow. But what's good about Wentz's contract is next year they could get out of it with no dead money. So worst case scenario, you give up a second and third. It's kind of the same conversation we were having last year, where you know you give up a first, but if he comes becomes a franchise quarterback, it's worth it. This is a little less because you're giving up a second and third. You're not giving up that premium draft pick the first in the first round and in this in this draft they have the 11th overall pick so they're able to go and get another difference maker whether they want to go with receiver um you know or they have a, a few different needs safety linebacker but i think receiver now we've had a plenty of debates about terry mclaurin is carson wentz good enough to say he's got a quarterback yes no. yes no yes so there, so there's still an excuse for terry that's quarterback no. not good enough no. i have a question for you no was matt Schaub good enough to say that d hop had a quarterback i you mean andre johnson and and Sh- and uh, Hop though, Hop you play, you play was with, with Hop. Shop? Are you I sure? think he played Pretty with Hop sure. like one or two was, years. You might be right, but I don't know. I'll Hop, check. Hop put up some crazy years. I know with Shab. I know. So if he could do it with Shab, I hope that uh, Terry could do it with Wentz. I know we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins here, though. I know well, he thinks he thinks Terry could have a top five season. So if with the right quarterback, Carson Wentz is not the right quarterback. Though. Matt Shab was the right quarterback. Carson Wentz completes sixty two percent of his passes. What, what do you think Shab completed? More than 62. <laughs> like, I don't think it, it was that much higher than 62%. Because either way, they're both middle of the pack type guys. I think. Career 64.2. Sick. Damn, that's good. That's that 2%. That, that that's like better. an extra pass per that's game. Better. It's like a no, pass I, per I game. I think McLaurin to have his best season of his career. With okay, but I just want to know is this quarterback good enough to say Terry has his quarterback? So he's not everyone. Look, this is what I'm saying. He's Carson Wentz isn't he had good half enough. a season with DeAndre rookie DeAndre. Okay. Carson Wentz is not good enough to say that. Oh, McLaurin finally he's with a good quarterback. This is his best quarterback is, by far. Yeah, like he, that, he's not Carson Wentz is not good enough for me to say that. But Carson Wentz is his best quarterback, which is not saying much, bro. They, they've been having trash. Nah, that, Terry, like, Terry's about to tweak this. It's season. like Allen Robinson, the plethora of quarterbacks and terrible quarterbacks he's gone through. But outside of the quarterback position, I do think bringing another receiver for the commanders makes sense. I like that. Terry's a stud. 
Curtis Samuel, they signed to a pretty big contract last year. He just wasn't really able to stay healthy. But we saw when he was on Carolina, he's a really explosive receiver. He could also run the ball, take jet sweeps, or even be out of the backfield in like this Debo light type of role. He's really explosive with the ball in his hands, but Adam Humphreys is a free agent. So that third wide receiver role, I know they drafted Diami Brown last season, so maybe he could he could go into that. But I wouldn't hate taking a veteran or even a receiver at number 11 because there's a chance they might be able to get the first receiver off the board at 11. And if you could pair Terry McLaurin with another elite receiver, however, you know, whatever your taste is, if you want the Garrett Wilsons, the Burks, the mm-hmm. Londons, you know, you'll be able to go and get your guy, your number one receiver. Um, number all, one? I'm saying number one off the board. Okay. I think I think it's possible. They might go earlier, but I think 11 could also be the first receiver off the board. It wouldn't shock me. Um, I thought they'd be the Jets. I really don't think Washington needs to go receiver. I don't think they have to. I think it's an option for them. I'll I tell think you what, I'd be they, way they more have, excited if they went wide receiver than any other position. No, right they, now they, need, a, they is, need a linebacker right now. Yeah, I was getting, yes, I was getting to but there's not a linebacker. great linebacker here at 11. Or are they going to take an inside linebacker at 11? That's, that's what the, I'm saying. That's the only thing. At 11 is what I'm wondering. N'Kobe Dean is a, is a stud. He's a stud. He's a monster. Sure. He's for sure. But if you're telling me, would you rather have a stud inside linebacker or a stud receiver? I'm taking the stud receiver. For what they need, I take the linebacker. They really need their that defense right now. was great two seasons ago, but their receiving core is, is mid outside of Terry. Terry Curtis Samuel was hurt last year. Adam but Humphreys, he's back. Adam Humphreys, he's not going to be back. He's going to be a free Correct. agent. Diami, but Diami Diami Brown McLaurin, had some McLaurin Samuel, Logan Thomas, that's just fine. JD McKissick's also a free agent this, who's been in this really NFL. Solid last you two want years. a plethora of wide receivers, bro. We we say that because like the Bengals did this outlier thing, but Rams, you have to Rams, have a balanced yeah. team. The Rams had they won it without Ob. He got they, hurt. Bro. They signed Odell but, before Robert Woods got hurt. I know. It was the day before. I know, but they never had all three of them together. But they were will. They, they wanted won. to. They had Woods and Cup, and they said we're still well, going to sign not, it's Odell. It's not about wanting to or not wanting to. It's about like what happened, and they won it without the plethora of this. I think especially when you don't have talent. an elite quarterback like Josh Allen's an exception because he really just has digs. Even though you guys are really high in Gabe Davis. If you don't have that elite Going quarterback, season. take it easy, kid. If you don't have an elite quarterback, I'd want that outside receiver who could get open or win 50 He doesn't balls. just have digs, bro. Like, come on, let's just let's Dawson, nah. what Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley, and be nice to Dawson. Cole, he's Cole nice. Beasley, they're good. Yes, they're, he's nice. Cole yes. Beasley had a thousand yards, bro. Not this past season, but in 2019, before they got digs, he had a thousand yards three years ago. Bro, Colt, and even in twenty twenty, he had a really big. He had a big time year with Diggs. Like, why are we acting like he has nothing? Like, I just on, I look at the other wide receiver twos around the league, and Cole Beasley's not as good as well, the Cole Beasley's a slot. The, it's a different position. But it's it's a a being your number two option, not maybe outside number two, but your your second best receiver. Well, even with that, even if you want to say that, like I know name brand wise, maybe okay, yeah, Cole Beasley. I'll take more guys over him, but and look the production Tucker. he gave you, it was definitely it was worth it. Like he he produced. What I'm saying is that. For the Washington, bro, last year their defense fell off. It was terrible. Cliff. Horrible. It was terrible. The reason for that is not the defense. The defensive line is fine. We know the defensive line is great. It's because they don't they didn't have any corners. Like outside of Kendall Fuller. William Jackson. William Jackson was a, a disappointment. Huge, deal, huge yeah. disappointment. Saint Just as a rookie couldn't really rely on him. Their safety is Cam Curl and Collins. Like, you know, I like Cam Curl. He was like underrated as a rookie. He was. Re- I, th- he was a- I thought he was a lot better as rookie than this past yeah, year. Yeah, but he didn't play too well. And then linebackers, they had the Nobody. worst linebacker yeah. core in the NFL. Yeah. Jamin Cole, Davis. Cole Jamin Davis was somebody that out of college had all this potential athleticism. He's off off the charts, but he just didn't transit to the NFL right away. That's why I think at eleven, you got to go with a corner or you got to go with a linebacker. Nicobe Dean out of Georgia is my first is my first pick if I'm Washington if he's there. Kobe Dean could change around that defense and and make 
make them be able to cover tight ends now and cover slots and cover running backs out the backfield. If Sauce is there, you take him, no doubt? Yeah. 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 He won't be there, but I'd even take a look at Stingley. Even though I'd, Stingley's not going to be there either then. He will be there. Stingley will be there at 11. And then they hit a lick. I think I also think Stingley, Stingley will, be there. will be there at 11. I think and they're lit. You could really make the argument for receiver, though. Because, like, if Drake London, Garrett Wilson are there, that's, that is too intriguing for me to pass they're, up. There will be there, but one if, of them. But if Sauce sure. is there, I would take Sauce over all of them. I would also take Sauce. But they've also been talking about... Um, I don't think he's going to be there. They've I agree. Been, they've been talking about Amari Cooper going to Washington yeah. if he gets released. Re- End of the day, though, I think we, we they, need a they need another they receiver. They need a weapon. I think they need another receiver, but... You just don't think they I'm need I'm talking about, like, in the, in the draft... If I'm between that, between the Kobe Dean and between like one of these top receivers, I'd go with a linebacker because I think they can find a receiver later in the draft. There, there's more depth at receiver in this draft than I think there is linebacker. I feel like the difference between this year and last year, where we're looking at the commanders in reference to the Bengals, how you mentioned earlier, the difference there was Jamar Chase was the generational yeah, talent. For sure. Here, Garrett Wilson, we spoke about it. There's no consensus wide receiver one. If we had to lean one, probably Garrett Wilson. However, there is no consensus wide receiver one. For me personally, I still think Jameson Williams could be the best. But you can't you can't risk that high draft pick on him given the injury. History. I mean, just last year Washington fucked up because at pick nineteen they drafted Jamin Davis. Yeah, that was it. Should have been JOK. And at the time, I was like, they missed out JOK on JOK fell to the second round. Yeah, JOK fell, and now he's gonna be like, he's great. he's gonna be a great linebacker. Like we know he's gonna be great. So they they messed up there, but I just feel like they need to. The reason why they were so great in 2020 was because their defense was elite. Their pass rush they need was to get They need to get back to that. They again. also lost um, Chase uh, young. young. Yeah, they lost Chase Young. Yeah, and Chase Young will be back. Midway through the season, I want to say. And they need corner, too. They need a slot. Definitely you know, need a corner. William Jackson, even though he didn't play well, he's not going to get replaced. Do like you, He's staying. Do you consider trading up a few spots to get Kyle Hamilton? They would have to trade up a lot to do that. A lot, you think? I'm seeing dra- mock drafts of him going to the tenth. Yeah. The tenth. I don't think there's there's not a consensus on him. Like I've seen I him at three. Like I've seen I'm, him at ten. If I'm Washington, I just address the slot. So I try to go get a Bryce Callahan or a Chris Harris or a Desmond. King. They really don't have that much cap though, and it's it's tough for them to clear. They cap have also. they have six million. They can clear fourteen million by releasing Landon Collins and Matthew Ioannidis. Matthew Ioannidis, he's replaceable because they already have. Jonathan Allen, Duran Payne, yeah, Chase Young, correct, Montez correct, Sweat. Right. Yep. They're good. They could save $14 million and then have about $22 million in cap space if they also release, release a Wes Schweitzer, who wasn't that good anyway last year. So they can clear up around like $20 million plus. I think if space. they cut Eric Flowers as well, they'd save $10 mil. I wouldn't do that. Eric Flowers is really good now. He's, he's, he's a solid guard. What do you, he's really good. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, I feel like Washington, you know, just to talk about this Wentz thing, if they don't win the division, it's a disappointment. Such a high expectation when they're in the division with Dallas. They're in the division. They're, they're in the NFC but West. Da- Dallas isn't not East. Yeah. Oh, NFC East. Da- my bad. Dallas. I don't see Dallas as juggernaut bro, that you Dallas, can't get past. They're not, a, Dallas, they're not a KC. They're not a Buffalo. Hold up, bro. If Dallas not a Green re- Bay. If Dallas releases Amari Cooper, what are your thoughts on Dallas? They're going to release Amari. I'm, I'm concerned about their wide receivers, but I don't. I'm not overly concerned. Where I still don't think they can win the division. I think they'll be favorites to win the division, but I agree. Washington has to think we this, we can win I, the division. I'll ask you guys a question. Because let's be honest, Jameson Williams could go to Dallas. They could take a receiver. You know what's funny? Uh, Jerry Jones loves Arkansas receivers. Traylon Burks could, oh, could go. Interesting. Yes. But do you think Traylon would be there at 24? He could be. He could be. He could be. Yeah. Taylor Haneke went 7-8 and eight last season with Washington. 
how much better of a quarterback is Carson Wentz? He's a significant upgrade. He's, I'm with that. So why is it too much for me to ask to win 10 games if you're Carson Wentz or 11 in the NFC 10, East? Yeah, 10 to 11, you're competing for that division for sure. Fair enough. That's what I, I'm yeah, saying. I agree. I look. For sure. I, I just have Dallas, which is why I, I say that. I know, it's like, that's that's tough. I know everybody's trashing Washington making this move. They missed out on Russ. They missed out on Aaron. I don't think they wanted to wait for Deshaun Watson uh, or Jimmy G. So they they pulled the trigger on Wentz. Now, Wentz is a stopgap though. Like they have to continue to look for quarterbacks because he's not a franchise guy. He's a mid tier quarterback. Who a report from Zach Kiefer from the Athletic. He wrote an article about inside the Colts and the mess with Carson Wentz. And Car- everybody in the locker room consensusly pretty much is like, his leadership's not there, wasn't able to be coachable. Six of his seven interceptions came in the second half. He completes 62% of his passes. He's inaccurate. He's sporadic. And everybody wanted Carson Wentz gone, bro. I mean, this isn't... I, I feel like right now... Darius Leonard seemed to like him. Teams continue to give Carson Wentz a chance. That's you know, now now like. yeah. being the Colts. The leader of the team. For, correct. The Colts took a chance on Carson Wentz. They regretted it. It's the worst decision they've made in their franchise in the last, like, what, 10, 20 years? Not getting luck at O-line. Releasing Peyton Manning. The Peyton releasing Peyton Manning was, was whatever because they got Andrew Luck. Like, it wasn't a terrible yeah. decision. I also, I also feel like that was mutual. Payne's coming off neck injuries. It's not like there was like prime Payton. They're like, yeah, see you later. I don't know if Payton wanted to stay. They probably, this is, probably they could have made it work. That, however, Andrew Luck not giving no lines and excuse effects. Yeah. Carson Wentz, the Colts, before week 17, had a 97% chance sure. of making the playoffs. Absolutely. 90 freaking seven. And he choked. It was a disaster class. They missed it. But even before that time, Frank Reich, Chris Ballard, Jim Ursay were already like, we're out on Carson Wentz. We don't want him back next season. Washington took a huge risk for getting Carson Wentz. I mean, they gave up two thirds. That might be a second. It's not that, ri- that big of it's, a risk. It's a huge risk because you're bringing in a guy who the leadership quality isn't there. Like, say what you want. I, I know that he's a better quarterback than Taylor Haneke, but Taylor Haneke has that kind of it factor about him in terms of leadership. He has confidence. In terms of rallying around his teammates this can either be the washington commanders like they win 10 11 games which i'm expecting them to do or it can be a five win season but even still all of those issues that the colts had they still won eight games and they were right there to to make the playoffs and they just collapsed those last two so even if He's his leadership from, skills aren't there it's not like the colts were this laughing stock it's won four they games. Had, they had the most pro bowlers of the in the nfl of any had, team i know but the washington has the talent the defense two years ago Not was like arguably the, Colts, the best in Not the like, year, best in the league. It was the best in the league that year for a lot of reasons. W- one of the main reasons being that they had a very easy schedule. They also they have a great pass rush if everyone's healthy. And that, yeah, a that's great front for seven, sure. yeah, for sure. But it wasn't until Super Bowl champions. It wasn't until it wasn't until this past season where they had that first place schedule. Yeah, the defense. I, but got Drew's right. Early. They let up what. 19 points, 16 points to Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, they were one of the better defensive performances. Yeah, they they against lost. Well, I'm, not dis- I'm, not, lost. I'm not disagreeing with you, but at the same time, they came into this past season as... Higher ho- expectations. Yes. Their defense was horrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. That's what I'm saying. Like The Colts had the most pro bowlers of any team in the NFL. And if Carson Wentz... Like, I, there's a strong possibility he's just a complete disaster in Washington. I don't think he's going to be a disaster. What's do you know Washington's offensive from, lines rank? Their off offensive top of your line head? is really good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Um, but is that from, with Brandon Sheriff being a free agent though? Yes, he yeah. He's Brandon Sheriff was one of the worst ones on their offensive line this past season. Eric Flowers is better than him. Interesting. Chase Roller, their center, was better than him. Brandon Sheriff's um, the highest paid. Sam Cosby was better than him. Was rookie right tackle. So you don't think they're bringing back Sheriff? They don't have to. They don't have to. Interesting. They don't have he's to. He's the highest paid guard. And he's, he's, he's also mid? missed a lot of injury. Okay. Yeah. Missed, right. a, missed a lot of time due to injury. Not last year, but throughout mm-hmm. his career. Okay. Um, Yeah. I, 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 I think this could end up being a disaster for them. You know, it can. And But me, my expectations is that with Carson Wentz, with this roster he has, he should win 10 games, bro. I don't feel like there's any excuse. Yeah. But because I don't trust Carson Wentz, he probably won't get there. I don't, I don't trust Wentz either. But I think that, yeah, 10 wins, that should be their goal. Their goal should be winning the division, making the playoffs because the Giants are rebuilding. The Eagles have three first-round picks, so they'll be able to you know, to get better. And Dallas is having some issues with their cap space, having to release Amari Cooper. Oh and now you're looking at Dallas. They have CD. Gallup's a free agent coming off torn ACL. We're Cedric, going to get into Cedric, Dallas. Cedric but, Wilson's a free agent yeah, also. Yeah, so we can move on. Let's just have some more to say. Sorry. No, I'm good. You mentioned the Cowboys, and we're going to talk about them right now. Let's do it. They finished 12-5. and five. Uh, they restructured Dak Prescott and Dak and Zach Martin's contracts to free up $22 million in cap space. They franchise tagged Dalton Schultz. But even with that, you know, when I last checked, they still have minus $22 million in cap space. Yeah. So they don't have money. The next move they might make is releasing Amari Cooper. And before we get in, in depth into their offseason, let's just talk about the Amari Cooper thing. If they do indeed release Amari Cooper... How big of a mistake would this be? Real quick, Dallas now has $1 million in cap space. Yeah. So they, they freed up. And they could also restructure Dak's deal, I believe, and save a little bit more. They restructured his deal already. Oh, they did it already? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where'd you they see them have one? Uh, Spotrack or over the cap. Okay. I was going to say Spotrack has a minus eight. I, I always wonder Cap's why all over those, the place. Why there's always these big It is all over the place. But you cut, you cut Amari Cooper. The weapons room definitely gets interesting, but then you're really relying on CeeDee Lamb to be a wide receiver one. And I do think CeeDee Lamb has wide receiver one talent. However, I'm worried we're starting to overrate CeeDee Lamb's game a little bit. I think he's a very talented wide receiver. Sure. Do I think he's wide receiver one material where you can be successful in the NFL and win games with this guy being your number one option? Eventually. I don't think right now is that time. Before you go, I just want to ask you a quick question. Okay. Um, so, CD, you, right now you don't think he's wide receiver number one. You're ready to say Judy is, though. Not right now. Okay. Can't say I that. Just, I just want to know where you're at with that. I think if we're just projecting both of them, we're projecting both of them to be wide receiver ones. Correct. If, if Mari Correct. Fair enough. But I'm saying as of right now, he is an excellent, one of the best wide receiver two options right now, C.D. Lamb, without a doubt. Amari Cooper opens up the field for him a little bit more because he's Amari Cooper naturally has earned that respect to draw more attention. Now, you take Amari out of that equation, and now C.D. Lamb is going to have to play 17 games as the number one option. He will put up the numbers for sure, but I worry about him getting taken out of games. I worry about Dallas's offense getting going if they don't bring in another guy opposite of him. At 24, you can bring in a wide receiver, a, a solid one at that too. We mentioned earlier, Traylon Burks could be available. Jamison Williams, given the fact that he's coming off an ACL injury, teams might be concerned about that. He could be available. And now things start to get really exciting for me if I'm Dallas. And now I'm, I'm back on CeeDee Lamb's bandwagon. 
I think CeeDee Lamb is a great wide receiver talent for sure, but I do have my concerns about him being the number one option. If you think Michael Gallup is healthy and he's there, what do you think of CeeDee? That's that's still tough for me personally. I need another ex-wide receiver on the outside. I understand that Cooper fell off a little bit, but it was mostly due to injuries. When he was on the field, he was still a, a, a touchdown threat, still still a option you had to look out for. Yeah. Dalton Schultz was another one, a, another big part of the reason why Dallas' yeah, offense had success. You had Zeke and Tony Pollard, that duo backfield. Just a lot of pieces on this offense allowed for opportunity to be presented. And CeeDee Lamb definitely made the most of his opportunity. CeeDee Lamb was one of the best statistical wide receivers this season. However, with him being the wide receiver one, I do have my concerns. Now, they can clear up some some cap space with, with a couple moves. Blake Jarwin's probably not going to be on the team. They save around $4 million. You cut Amari Cooper, that's $16 million. So, yes, th- this move would benefit the team as a whole. But in the draft, if you're not bringing another wide receiver, defensively, you could use a linebacker. You could use a defensive lineman. You could probably... Offensive line, I probably wouldn't target. But you could. They need, I need depth. A, they need a corner. They're getting old and they're getting injured. Corner, I feel as if I definitely would look that way. But I feel as if... Trayvon Diggs needs to take that step in that direction of not just being a big play type receiver. He needs now to learn how to be a coverage uh, a coverage cornerback, and I think he can do that. And I think if he does that, it doesn't make it as big of a concern. But right now, since he hasn't shown that he can be a, a it's not just him. And I think Trayvon Diggs is fine. I'm talking about more like Anthony Brown and Kelvin Joseph and guys they have outside of Trayvon. Like outside of Trayvon, there isn't much there. So you're more worried about their defense right now than you are about their offense. I'm worried about both, and that's why I think the Cowboys, they're in a tough position. I think releasing Amari Cooper would be a gigantic mistake. I'm with you there. One of the bigger mistakes that I've seen, and it's just it's just on brand for Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> not going all in to try to maximize your window. Your I window mean, is now. they basically did that this season. No, they didn't. In what way do you believe so? What, did they, what moves did they make to try to maximize their window? I mean, it's been a buildup into this. Michael Parsons definitely helped that situation. Trayvon Diggs definitely helped that situation. They but they Zeke invested all this money into the offensive line. They invested in their money into Dak. They invested their money into Amari Cooper. They Zeke. invested their they money into Zeke. They haven't righted any of their wrongs. Paying, In what sense? Paying Zeke was, mistake. was a mistake. Yes. It only was a mistake because Dak got hurt last season. No, it was a mistake a because mistake. you don't pay a running back that much money. But Zeke We've was still it. fine statistically this season. It doesn't and matter. Tony, he was but fine. he's replaceable for a... Fraction of the now, price now at this point in Look, time. I know but this is when the cap is it's a seventeen for example, million dollar cap. Let, let me use this example. The Rams they pay Todd Gurley. They moved off on the year after. But that was a different situation. They completely. realized it was a mistake because he was hurt. They, 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 and they, they paid a lot of dead money though. Yeah, they paid Jared Goff. They realized it was a mistake. They, ate a lot of dead they money. moved off of him. But it's not Dallas, like you're just releasing these guys and that's it. You still have to take on dead money. Okay, so if they I wanted under, to I release them, it's I, not just. I understand that. But Dallas has not written any of their wrongs that they've done. They paid Jalen Smith. They they moved off of him too late. Leon Vanderich was was an injury waiting to happen. He always got injured. They paid him big money. They, this season. they paid Ezekiel Elliott big time money. When I don't care what you guys say, when I watched the games and I saw Tony Pollard and Zeke, Tony Pollard was better than uh, Zeke. I'm on your side. I don't care what the stats tell Maybe me. Maybe not better. Pollard but was better. So replaceable. Zeke paying Zeke was one of the worst back mis- agenda you have. I do. Paying Zeke was one of the worst mistakes ever. Oh, and now God. they might release Amari Cooper. I mean, y'all just said it. 
Y'all just said this is the new NFL. You need four or five receivers. I'm with you. No, we're, losing we're Amari, all agreeing on this one. Losing sure. Amari when, look, I think CD can be a one. Yeah, you th- Gallup, like right now? Yes. Gallup <laughs> coming off of an ACL injury, he has to work his way back in. Cedric Wilson's a free agent. Dalton Schultz is back. That makes it a little bit better. Their offensive line has been getting worse year by year. Uh, Tyron Smith is always hurt. Lyle Collins is, is hurt sometimes, and also he, he doesn't play his best sometimes. If we know in the playoffs, he had his best game that I've seen him play in a long time. Connor Williams, also a free agent. like And on defense— Probably should bring him back also. And on defense, I think Osa was good, the rookie. Uh, so I think he'll take the next step. Micah, where are you going to place him? Is he going to be a linebacker? Is he going to be an edge rusher? I feel like if you, if you lose Randy Gregory— now you can you can fill that edge rusher hole with Micah, but now you need linebackers. You need three linebackers. He can do both though, which which makes it a, a perfect fit for. Oh, them. I agree, but and also I, I don't love their safeties. I mean, J. Ron Curse is a free agent. They have Casey's to bring a free agent too. Yeah, and they, Keanu Neal played linebacker for them. This yeah, season, he didn't right? play well. No. They have to they have to bring back J. J. Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse was their third best defender last season. There's no doubt about it. He was covering tight ends. He was doing a damn good job. I feel like they have to focus on defense more this offseason. Even if they release Amari Cooper, like they have to focus on defense a little bit more because if I I think CD can take that step to being a wide receiver number one. Gallup is a fine two. Wilson is fine off the slot. These are both free agents. And Gallup also may not be healthy week one. Keeping Dalton Schultz is huge. 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 Because of that, go all in on defense, maybe – Go out and get a Joe Hayden. Go out and get a veteran corner, a Kyle Fuller. Go out and get a Xavier Rhodes. Who Xavier Rhodes but, was with Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. But he all could this, come back. All this is only possible if they free up the cap by letting go of Amari. How else could this happen? Restructures. There's so much things that can happen. They can extend Amari. Cooper. The new NFL and the way that they finesse contracts. I'm still trying to to really. I mean, this grasp is the, my this, hand around. But right thing. now, minus eight million or minus one, regardless. How how and this is how this is how it free agents? Let, let me explain it to you, please. Amari Cooper right now has one year left on his deal, I believe, or one or two. I think yeah, I think he has like three. They he, sent him okay. five years, hundred. He mil. has no guaranteed le- money yeah, left on his deal, though. This is how teams finesse the cap. Let's say I'm let's say I'm like Dallas. I have one million dollar in cap, right? Instead of Amari Cooper, instead of the cap, his cap hit being twenty million, I transfer that money. For that to be a signing bonus, which means I give him the money up front and that doesn't count against the cap. So if they do that, if they just give him the money up front, like say like, okay, we're going to restructure your deal and move 15 mil of your salary to the to the signing bonus. They now say 15 mil. Okay. so teams that get uber aggressive like that, they can they can basically put voidable years in contracts and move contracts to the back and stretch it out over a long period of so years. Like, but like, didn't they already do that with Dak and Zach? They did it. Yeah. And it freed up 22 mil, but that's exactly what I'm saying. They're still under. Yeah. But what else could they, they do? If, if they really wanted to go all in, they can do that with Lawrence. They can do that with Zeke. But even though Lawrence does, they, they they've asked Lawrence to take a pay cut, cut mm-hmm. and he hasn't he wanted to, yeah. which right. I don't blame him. But that's what I'm saying. Like there's ways the saints did that for years with Drew Brees. They never had cap space. The Rams didn't, I mean, bro, you can't take a $30 million dead cap hit by trading Jared Goff and getting Matthew Stafford if you don't do things to finesse. Yeah. Like, they finesse crazy. Definitely. The dead money from Gurley's deal, from Goff's deal, and they're, they're the fine. Books. Like, and they've been able to load up their roster. Like, Dallas doesn't do that. And that's why I'm saying, like, 
there's ways for it to happen. I'm not working in the front office, so I can't say this is how you do it, but we've seen teams do it before. And Jerry Jones, who always says he wants to win and all this other stuff, like he hasn't shown it, bro. He hasn't made these, he hasn't made he's enough tried. moves to it say just it. hasn't been uh, to do it. And he smart. signs all of the guys that, you know, they've been a really good team drafting and they pay all of the guys they've drafted. Who have they, not, who have they let not, go? I know, but, but I that's think, not always the I best thing. I think Zeke's though. the only, and Van Der Esch, because he got hurt. Jalen Smith, too. That was probably a year too early as well. But I think Zeke was the only one that was like a complete obvious, like what's going on. And obvious. he was, on it's because Zeke was holding out during that offseason, 2019, I want to say, that 2019 you, summer, 2018 you, summer. You know what Zeke was before the contract. He was, but I also know running back is super replaceable. The reason why Dallas is good is because of Dak, not because of Zeke. There was just very few doing what Zeke, what Zeke was doing at that time. I very know, but few. We see Tony Pollard, he is. Just as good. He's electric. He's very good. I would love him killing with the Jets. me to hear this, man. I also don't know if he could take 250 carries, but I know if you get Tony Pollard and then you bring in another running back to take, you know, that Didn't stress Pollard off him. Did Pollard get hurt last season too? Then Zeke. True. Fair running enough. backs are going to get hurt. You know, at the end of the day, like but Zeke has been so durable up until this point. He has been, but he also has all these carries on his body. This that was legitimately gonna... the first year Ezekiel Elliott had any type of injury that hindered his play. And even still, statistically, yeah. he was fine. Statistically, because he has so much work. Like, when you get 25 carries, 20 carries, I like you, the it. yards are going to be there. The touchdowns are going to be there. You still got to do it end of the day. You do. But down the stretch towards the end of the end of the year, bro, he did fine. not look good. Fair. It, he, looked, he looked like... And now you have to. And there. now you can't get out of that contract till 2024. I want to say. I mean, you could. I guess you cut him next year, but you're taking on a pretty large dead cap hit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, we've seen teams do it, like the Rams. Amari's um, a six mil dead, yeah, dead money. You're freeing up 16, though. Mm-hmm. No, so for it sure. makes more sense. You're Definitely. not freeing up anything. They have Zeke. the 24th pick in the draft. Who do you want to see them draft? N'Kobe Dean. I want yeah, N'Kobe I, Dean. I think, that'd okay. be great. I think that's the area where I don't see inside linebacker going at 11 to the commanders. I think it's going to drop a little bit. I also think they need interior defensive linemen. So if they take one, the Ge- I mean, all the Georgia guys are ridiculous. Even um, Devin but, Lloyd from Utah is really yeah, good. But Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis. And then a couple veterans like Akeem Hicks or Ndamukong Sue. They really need to buff up that interior. They have great edges with Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Think, but if they could beef up that interior, take them to another level. You think Jordan Davis will be there or no? Yeah, he could be. I okay. think his floor is to the Chargers at 17, I believe they have. Jordan Davis? His floor. His oh, floor. Like that's the no, latest because, he's no, going? After his combine, bro, his stock went up crazy. Yeah, he was super he's athletic. He's 340. But yeah, you're no, telling me stupid. if Jameson Williams is there, you're not taking him if you're Dallas? I think there's a real chance. Like, if they release Amari, they have that's to what seriously I'm consider taking him. This is what I'm saying. If Amari is gone, receiver, especially with I'm Dallas. You, Jerry Jones from Arkansas, man. Traylon? It, it would not, if Jerry Lon's there, I think that's who he'd go with. We've seen him in the past, like the CD stuff, the CD pick. That was all Jerry. Jerry wanted real. CD. Let's be real. Jameson is going to be better AJ than AJ Terrell on the board. I Maybe. Think. Wasn't AJ Terrell on the board for the CD pick? Maybe they picked CD like 15th. That was a mistake? Yes. Yeah, AJ is amazing. But CD is still really great, too. So Daniel Jeremiah and his top 50 prospects for this draft, Nicobe Dean's eight, Devin Lloyd's yeah. nine. Yeah, I know. But it's different when you're taking in positional value oh, yeah, no. compared to for just sure, for sure. Yeah, big board. But Daniel Jeremiah, the fact that he's very high on these guys, he he said N'Kobe Dean reminds him of Jonathan Vilma. That's a good cop. Bro. Vilma was super athletic. That's Jet, Jet legend? Jet legend. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yo, you don't think, yo do you think Traylon Brooks is Stephen Hill? Home, that's so rude. Stephen Hill. He's Josh God. Gordon. Is Chris Olave. Stop it. I don't want to even do that. Is You're a bastard. Yo, is Chris Olave Devin Smith? 
that's closer. He run, both went to Ohio State too. Devin Smith, <laughs> Madden legend. Yeah, he was super fast. That's yeah. why. Devin Smith. Great. I'm lower on Alave than you are. I know. I don't know. How, I don't know where you. I like Alave. I like Alave a lot. I like Alave okay, a lot. I feel like I'm gonna be the lowest on Alave definitely out of all of us. Just worries me that he was a senior. He came back his senior year and he still wasn't the best receiver on his team. Kind of worries me. And he also he was always had a great receiver there with Garrett Wilson. Uh, you could say that, but Jettas wasn't the best on his team with Jamar. Uh, that's close. But they were only together for one a season. season. Yeah, but Jamar and was, like a was and that was a, a conversation yeah. though. That was a conversation. Oh, are you saying no, Jamar? Jamar. Yeah, yeah. That was a conversation. Yeah, some that guys season. are just like different. But Jamar Chase is a different level of prospect than anyone on the Ohio State team is. Even Jackson, I think I don't know how you say his last name. It's like a Nick Jabo or something. something Jabo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're you're not wrong. That's, that's Chris Olave is really man. good though. He's solid. He's think, fast as solid. I don't know if he's wide receiver one. Like I'm talking about, like just projecting him into the NFL. Like he can be that, but I think he's going to be a really good vertical threat for sure. It's exciting for sure. So before we go on to our next segment, a quick word from DraftKings: You can bet five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets. You can play free two hundred. And $50,000 in prizes you can potentially win if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, restrictions apply. And if you, you are someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, March Madness is 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 coming up soon. You know, are you guys making your brackets? Yes, and speaking of, of basketball, Celtics up 60 on the Hornets, JT with 44. It's it's a regular oh Wednesday night God, for me, honestly. Man. What about Jalen? Please tell me he's doing well. Uh, 15-5-5. Five five. Okay, that's great. What's his field goal percentage? I don't know. Sorry, fantasy purposes. So what team, what team are you betting on? Is your betting favorite for... March Madness. I'll tell you what. I'm rooting for Duke solely for, for solely Coach for K. Coach K. Literally solely for Coach K. They're going to lose. They're frauds. I hope not. I only say that because of the post conference that he had after the game. He was disappointed with the fact that they lost in his last game at home, and they were not supposed to lose that game by any means. But just the way that he spoke to the crowd, just the way that he is now carrying a chip on his shoulder the rest of the season, he understands this is his last ride. He wants to go out with a bang. No doubt, I, I want to see Coach K bring it all home. Have they announced the seating yet? No, I don't think so. I'm going with Gonzaga though. Gonzaga with Chet. Okay, he's not a fraud. He's like nah, that. Chet is good. Hell oh, yeah. we're going with Seton Hall. Chet is good. We're screwed, bro. <laughs> going with Seton Hall. We're screwed. Why are you screwed? Why are they screwed? We're just not as good as the rest of the teams. We're not. We're not. Shout out Roden, but let's be real. Miles Kale, all these first Seton Hall legend. I can't. Oh, Rodan made all these first team, or rightfully, first yeah, team. rightfully so. He's a, yeah. he's a he's a he's beast. a bucket. He's a bucket for sure. You can use promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, and yeah, help us out. I mean, it helps us so, out a lot over here. No doubt. Shout no out to DraftKings. Now, DraftKings. Eagles off season. On to the next team. Eagles off season. They were nine and eight this past season. They have Ronnie McLeod, Anthony Harris, Derek Barnett, Stephen Nelson, and Ryan Kerrigan as key free agents. They have $21.53 million in cap space, 10 picks, three on day one, three first round picks. That's huge. Now, not to toot my own horn or anything, but 
this was the team I said was going to be the surprise, one of the surprise teams in the NFL. Because of Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles, no, not because of Jalen Hurts. Because I remember specifically because of Jalen Hurts. No. You said he could be a top 18 quarterback. You said he could be better than Lamar. No, I didn't. Okay. I said Hurts <laughs> was going to be a top 18 quarterback, but I also said they have a top 10 offensive and defensive line. Their secondary got better, and Devontae Smith fills that wide receiver role. So Was listen. their defensive line great this season? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yep. Brands for agent. Fletcher is always doing Josh thing. Sweat's better, though. Yeah. Sweat, yeah, Sweat's facts. Look, I think the Eagles have the potential to really set themselves apart from every team in the NFC East this, this offseason. Uh, three picks in the first round. I mean, for me, they have picks 15, 16, and 19. It's really it's really close to each other. They can get a lot of good players here. Look at George Karloftis. They need an edge presence. Chris Olave at receiver. Drake Lendon. Jamison Williams with Devontae Smith. And now Hurts, that Alabama connection, even though they didn't play together. Derek Stingley. What if they can, they can take a flyer on him with one of these picks? who's a very talented corner. Now you have Avante Maddox, Darius Slay, and Stingley. That's great. Trent McDuffie, Andrew Booth, Jermaine Johnson, David Ojabo. I mean, for sure. they have, there's so many options here. If I was the Eagles, though, I think I'm taking a waiver on two players and getting one solidified one. I'm drafting George Karloftis. Mm-hmm. I'm drafting Derek Stingley, and I'm drafting Jamison Williams. Stingley, you think he's going to be there? I think Stingley could fall a bit. He could fall to fifth. I think he can really fall, to be honest. Would you trade these two first picks to move up or no? No. I, I think, think this draft has so much depth yes. that you don't have to move all up. Right. Okay. That's why I think the Eagles are in, out of all the teams, being in that middle of the first round, having those three picks with the draft class that has no consensus, and you could just take your guy, like, you know, it may be number one on someone else's board, four on yours, so whoever you want is going to fall. It's going to be a good player and not that much worse than the guys that are going in the top ten. It's going to be exciting, no doubt about it. You look at the Eagles. Why? Because you're you're out on the Eagles, or, no, bro, or he's just this being is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're you're too much. But the 15-16 back to back is very very interesting to me because now interesting in the best way possible. Because either way, you shake it, you get your guy. You don't have to worry about you taking the wrong guy, and then you wait your your next pick for your actual pick. Another Jalen Rager that, situation. Yeah, that would be worst-case scenario, without a doubt. But now this wide receiver class is to a point where you shouldn't, you should not miss on, on your guy. Traylon Burks could be there. A Drake London could end up falling there to match nicely with a Devonta Smith. I doubt they go double wide receiver. That would not be something that I would advise. But... In this scenario, would it be the worst thing if these top guys fall? And at 19, you go and you take your edge rush. You go and you take your corner if you need it. If you went, if Jameson Williams is there and Drake London's there or Traylon Burks is there, that 15-16 would be very intriguing where maybe you don't go double wide receiver with that back-to-back, but you go wide receiver, defensive uh, edge rush. You go wide receiver, cornerback if, if a Stingley is there. And then at 19, you could possibly get another stud wide receiver too. In my opinion, you want to surround you want to surround Hurts with talent on the offensive side of the ball. He lacked weapons this season. Devonta Smith is great. I think he can be great. He didn't lack weapons. Mm, to it a was Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and and who? Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith is is good enough though. Not at this point. Like I, I not at I, this. I point. agree. If you say like. You know, you can add something more. For sure. You know, but 
to say he lacked, like Matt Ryan lacked. That's who lacked. He lacked. Because Calvin really got our mental health. You're right, but yeah, he lacked. I don't know. And especially Cordero, this was a Cordero run. Patterson, Kyle Pitts. Cordero Patterson is Take not as easy. good as anyone, Take any, that I, anybody that I named. He's not as good as Devontae or Goddard. Is he as good as Miles he Sanders? He might be as good. Yes. I mean, we're, he had a better season. Girl, I know. It's so tough. I mean, Cordero's a running back. Yeah, no, bro. He's not even a receiver. Now he's a he's what is no, he he's a running back. No, what is wide, a wide, wide back? back. Yeah, he's Ebo's, a wide Ebo's back. Role? Yeah, I mean he played running back though. He no, didn't really sure. like. I know, him. I know. They signed Mike Davis and it just never happened. But are you out on the double wide receiver? Like I you're, think you need to the wrong guy. You know, how, in, you know how I feel. I think, no, I think they, they need to get idea. a receiver, but no, I don't think they, they lack weapons. They, they lack weapons. Receiver. They lack weapons. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, those are your best weapons. But That's an you, issue. Now you add to Traylon Burke. You add a Jameson Williams or a Drake London. This gets interesting. That's You have a rookie Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who's a top seven, six tight end. Like, Devontae Smith just like set the record for most yards by... He, he, had, was, he had a really good year. He, had, not, he led the team in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 900-something yards. But it's never a bad thing to surround your starting quarterback. You're right, but I feel like for the Eagles specifically, they were a run first team, bro. They were run yeah, heavy all that, day. That's the only thing I push back on is do you need to double up a receiver if you're going to be a run heavy team? And I think Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, it gets tough for me because I don't know if that translates to winning specifically. There are there are two types of quarterbacks. Baltimore's done it. Where's their Super Bowl? Where's their yeah, multiple I mean, playoff wins? Where's I understand? Super Bowl? Agree. Yeah. There are two type of quarterbacks that I. When, when I was talk, run first and they didn't win the Super Bowl. I'm when sorry. I talk about quarterbacks, there are two it. type of categories that I put them in. AFC champ again. Yes, I understand that AFC it can get you there. Twice. But ultimately, you need your quarterback to yeah. be that guy. Yes. And Jalen Hurts, I don't know if he is that guy. You believe he's, he's that guy, he's which not. is fine. But wouldn't you rather him be in a position where he has weapons on the outside? Multiple. Multiple. I think a if you have Devontae of. Smith, one more receiver, and Dallas Goddard, that's good. And you get a, or some sort of... A, Jamison Crowder, Emmanuel to play that wide receiver three, and you have Rager and Ward or whoever else calls Watkins to be backups. I think that's good enough. Listen, and here's that other first round pick on defense. Quarterbacks or fall into two categories. You make your guys better, you don't make your guys better. Jalen Hurst right now is in the second category where he doesn't make guys better. Unfortunately, his receivers did not benefit from his play. Didn't bro? Devontae Smith just have the best? Eagles wide receiver rookie season of all time. Their, he was one of their because he was their only options. weapon. But I don't. I don't think. Shocker. I don't think. Didn't, Quez, didn't you just say that I don't enough think, weapons? I don't think Quez Watkins is bad though. I think he's so average. He's just fast. That's really what it is. He can have a lot of production if he's with a quarterback that's accurate. God, this is all Jalen Hurts. I like, completed sixty-one percent of his passes, bro. Oh man, you can't, Are we serious? You, you can't. I am out on Jalen as a passer. I, I just don't understand honest. how you could say he doesn't make the people around him better when Devontae Smith. Just had the best season any Eagles receiver had. He had 950 yards, doesn't the most touchdowns on the team. Devontae, let's be real. Devontae, We're talking about Devonta Smith. Devontae He's a stud. Smith, correct, Devon- but let's not say Bro. that it's because of Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying it's because of him. I'm saying you can't say he made Devontae Smith worse or Devontae Smith would have been like, he had a great season. Devontae as a Smith has Listen, the most. You're out had on. The most, he had the. Best receiving season in college football history before Listen, he went to the and so, was great. And, and, Kyle, and Kyle Pitts with your guy Matt Ryan had like 70 more yards than Devontae and you Smith. Were out, and you were out on Tua. However, Jalen Waddle broke the record for receptions in his, in his by a rookie. But that's my point. Listen, you're out on Tua. However, we're still high on on, on Hurts. I think Hurts has a better arm and he's mobile. Better arm, but even still, his number one receiver was not near as good as Waddle was. Waddle's better than Devontae Smith. So you're Ooh. double dipping on receiver okay. and all right. Listen, I don't disagree fully, but Devonta Smith still has that. No, he's a stud. Don't get me wrong. This is nothing against Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. I just see what Waddle can do with the yeah. ball with Devonta okay. Smith. There's, there's a little difference there. All right, interesting. 
Okay. So fine. this is a, so you're double dipping at receiver. No, I would take one. I wouldn't like I wouldn't hate taking two, but I agree. If you're gonna be a run first team, take one receiver. Now you have two really good outside receivers. You have Dallas Scott Dallas Scott to go over the middle of the field and some complimentary pieces like the Quez Watkins or the Greg Wards or whoever, and signed a veteran manual, Jamison Crowder, to fill that slot role. I think they have I just think they have other needs other than receiver. They need one for sure, without a doubt. But you look at the rest of their team. They need another cornerback. Slay was... Sting, fin- that's what I'm saying. Sting, if you guys are saying yes. Stingley's going to fall, Stingley would be one of those double picks for Slay sure. Slay was phenomenal. He was the fourth best corner great. according to PFF. But behind him, Steven Nelson's a free agent. Uh, Vontae Maddox played pretty well in the slot, but it was really his first good season in a few years. Free agency, unless they go with, you know, if they want to address it there, um, they have some money, about $17 million, So if they want to get like a 20. Dante, mm-hmm. uh, Dante Jackson, Deontay Jackson or Rizul Douglas. But I think mm. linebacker is also a need as well as safety and edge. Like they have multiple needs that I don't think you need to double dip at receiver. So in my opinion, I feel like the Eagles have a chance to regress defensively uh, next season. The line, their linebackers, they don't have linebackers. Their defensive line, they need an edge presence uh, opposite of Josh Sweat. Uh, Brandon Graham's getting older. They need another corner, and both their safeties are free agents right now. Yes. So because of that, I feel like— McLeod's 32. Even if you bring him back, you need someone. I feel like you look at the corners in in, in just free agency, Xavier Rhodes, who was coached under Jonathan Gannon in Indianapolis, that wouldn't be too bad. You got DJ Reed from Seattle, Sidney Jones from Seattle, uh, Razo Douglas, a reunion could be be in play. And at safety— like I wouldn't rule out Marcus May going to Indianapolis. I, I think Quandre I mean, Diggs, who played with Darius Slay in Detroit, makes a Quandre lot of sense. Diggs would be really good in Philadelphia. I think that would be really good. And I think Edge is. I think we discussed. I think Edge is definitely a need to. You know, uh, Sweat had a really good season, um, but even still, they had twenty nine sacks, twenty nine sacks, which was the second fewest in the NFL. So they definitely need to get another guy in this class. Is you know, has a I feel like of with edge their guys. first pick in the in the. Well, it doesn't matter. They had the fifteenth and sixteenth pick, so they're going to pick like either way. It doesn't matter. Each other. Correct. They got to go edge. So, yeah. like, whether it's Jermaine Johnson or George Karloftis mm-hmm. or David Aljabo, like, they got to go edge and solidify that position. Trayvon Walker someone I like a lot, too. Trayvon Walker's good, too. I like him a lot. But, yeah, I think that's what the Eagles have to do this offseason, and they have potential to be the best team in the NFC East if they have a fantastic one. Here's someone that could be the best team in the NFC East as well. Here we go. God. You want to throw money on that? No. The New York Giants... Finished the season four and thirteen, but there's optimism, right? Because you know they signed Brian Dable to be the new head coach, uh, which is always a good thing. Brian Dable helped develop Josh Allen, and that's what he's credited for. Uh, helped build an offense around him, but right now there's a big rumor swirling around, right? That to you. Mitch Trubisky is in play to go to the Giants. No, thank you. And he might compete with Daniel Jones to be their starting quarterback. I mean, it might be one of those two guys. They declined Daniel Jones's fifth-year option, so you know who knows. Brian Dable might not be sold on him. So I'm gonna ask you guys this question, and I asked Drew this in on a basketball pod not too long ago. Mitch Trubisky might be a New York Giant, and if he competes with Daniel Jones in camp, who's going to win that competition, and who's going to be the Giants' starting quarterback next season? You guys know I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. I think he's better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is kind of your guy, so I'm curious. How is he better than him? In what sense? He 
takes care of the ball better. That's it. That's legitimately. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one a of the huge trades. Yeah, that's, that's takes like care. Maybe takes the care number in one trade. Like he fumbles the ball. Like that's that's it. Those interceptions. He, 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 he scaled back on the interceptions. Correct. He did. Correct. And I think that he is has a more exciting arm. And with the legs, they're just listen. It's basically the same. And honestly, Daniel, Daniel Jones is a little bit more, more exciting. Line. He has Correct. more straight line speed. I think Trubisky is more like. Twitchy. Correct. Correct. Fine. However, when it comes to throwing the football, I am taking Daniel Jones. Taking care of the football? Shake your hand right now. You're right. Let's be real. He fumbles the ball a lot. Interceptions this season, he didn't play that much. But regardless, he has he has taken back since the start of his NFL career. I think that you bring in Trubisky. It's an unnecessary quarterback co- uh, competition. It's you can't have Mike, you can't have Mike Glennon be your backup. No way. Okay. Fine. 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 I agree with that. You said unnecessary. No, in terms of <laughs> like being Daniel the backup, Jones isn't one of the worst starting quarterbacks. Yeah, come on. He needs comp, bro. If anything, that, enough, that'll push enough him. Enough of that. He's one of the worst starting quarterbacks. When we were speaking early this season, early this past season, of him taking great strides in his game. But it didn't happen. Is there but more than like seven, cat- wow, seven quarterbacks that are without a doubt uh, better than Daniel Jones? More, or worse? Worse than him? Yeah. There's 20 quarterbacks without a doubt that are better than Daniel Jones. Would you say 20? 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's ranking in the mid-20s in because terms of right starting now, quarterbacks. Because right now, he hasn't been put in a situation to be... Tier to, 4. We're going to tier 4. Yeah, he... Pro- going to tier 4. Yeah. But even still, has he been put in a situation that he's been put in... Excuse me. Yes, has he been put I in agree, a situation... I agree, but I so heard, this, I heard this about Jones. Darnold. I heard this about Mitch. Please don't. I heard do this not, about Wentz. Do, like, Mitch was in a, in a position to be successful. That's that's. All I'm saying, no, like, I'm, I'm over... I'm Wait, kind Chicago? of over the... Is the situation good when it's year four for a quarterback? But the Giants legitimately, he leaves the field... He misses time. They become the worst yes. team in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. When you he need was someone playing, other than Mike Lennon because no, Mike Lennon hey, garbage. You're 100% right, and, I'm, and I was wrong for that assessment. You need a backup, at least a comparable one. But to say that Daniel Jones shouldn't be the day one starter right now where you have not— You think he's earned the right to be the starter without a doubt and not even have an open competition? The fact that he even kept them afloat when he was on the field was to when four. he— to, Again, to keep them afloat in the sense of they, they were, actually they were, were competitive. Uh, they were competitive. You, you can listen. That's a cute stat to make to, to <laughs> laugh on, sure. But regardless of that fact, ass. you can still be in games. You can, the records ass, sure, but you can still be they, in games. That Washington be, game, they yeah, bro versus Atlanta, he wet the bed though. They should have beat Atlanta. That was the overtime game. Saquon went nuts. Beat me in fantasy. It's it. Regardless, like, is that was that on him or is so that you're on the going? Defense? So you're going with Daniel Jones? Yes. Then? Yes, if that wasn't obvious, I mean, I just went on a whole spiel about it. God, I was not prepared for this question. I don't know which way, because I'd look at Daniel Jones, and if you're the Giants who have a new front office, have a new coaching staff, you're not as tied or committed to him as the previous one was, right? You weren't the one that spent a first-round pick, number six overall, on Daniel Jones. And then you bring Mitch Trubisky, who has experience in Dable's offense. It wouldn't shock me if Trubisky won the quarterback battle. Because he's going to take better care of the ball. I think he's going to make better better decisions overall. <sighs> Daniel Jones still has more potential and more upside. Which makes me think that in camp, even if they're close to the same, that the coaching staff is going to side with Daniel Jones because he is at least someone who was drafted after Mitch. I know Mitch was also the second overall pick. You know, He was a high draft, highly drafted prospect too. But I think Daniel Jones and the guys in the locker room are going to side with him. So that makes me lean Daniel Jones. But I mean, like they're they're both not good. I mean, listen. So I'm not worst ecstatic case, about either. Worst case scenario that's going to happen is that Jones wins it and then loses it by like week five. 
That's why I also think it's not happening. I think you could go with Daniel Jones and then bring in Trubisky rather than so long the other as way his weapons are healthy. We saw it with Sterling Shepard when he was Kenny on the Gall- field. But Kenny Galladay has not been able to stay healthy for like three years. I'm with you. Saquon, same thing. Stop it. Bro, it was a freak injury. It's always a freak injury, though. No, this Bro, was it's a been freak like three in- freak injuries. But this was a freak injury. The ACL injury. was too. But th- okay, but you're being unfair to him. But when you have two freak injuries, how freak is it? Dude, he was backpedaling. He it was sprained so his weird. ankle. Uh, it was so weird. I get it. And but, he tore his ACL. But that's really. But come it's on, happened. Bro. I know, but that's, those are two big injuries that's been in the last I three guess. years. A, a big injury is a right ankle sprain. How like many he games missed, was he, he out missed for? Three games. And then he wasn't the same. I mean, he wasn't great before, except that Atlanta game. Listen, he wasn't great because. The scheme is you stack eight against Saquon Barkley. But how is when that going to be different this year? Glennon. If Daniel Jones is on the but field, Daniel Jones is on the field, and Saquon wasn't great, and except the Atlanta game, that's wrong. The Atlanta that's game, wrong. he was great. Dallas, he was fine. No, I'm sorry, not Dallas. Against the Saints, he was really good as well. Am I getting those games? He was which good. game? Which game was the the large the long reception? Was the that Saints. the Saints? I'm thinking that was the Atlanta because it was both in a dome. So listen, the Giants are kind of in a hole here. They have minus ten million dollars in yeah, cap they're space. Poor. They're poor. They have free agents in Nate Soldier who he can walk. Adios. Kyle Rudolph is probably going to walk. Evan Ingram, I would bring back. You know, I, I think, think they already cut uh, Kyle. Kyle Rudolph, okay. Mm-hmm. Jabril Peppers, Will Hernandez, Danny Shelton, Lorenzo Carter. If it's me, I'm bringing back Lorenzo Carter and Evan Ingram. Everybody else can kind of go. Um, there's been a lot of fuss about James Bradbury and whether or not they should cut him. Like they'd save twelve million if they cut him. In my opinion, they should cut him. James Bra- James Bradbury had one season, great season, one outlier season with the Giants last season, where he was a good to great corner. This year he fell off tremendously, and you look at the year before he was with the Giants with the Panthers, mm-hmm. he was what he was this past season, which means to me that this is who you can count on him being. He's not an elite number one corner. He's just not because of that. I would cut him. Blake Martinez is also a huge cap hit, but I feel I think like they're going to restructure. I feel like Blake Martinez is just, he's a pivotal part of what they do. I I'm think he'll you. stay. I'm with you. Sterling Shepard, I think, is going to get cut. I think he's going to stay. Mistake. Mistake. I think, I him think, and Daniel Jones have a connection. Horrible sure. mistake. I think they, they'd save $5 million doing so. I, I'm a big Sterling Shepard fan, but I think them having Galladay, Slayton, Tony, Tony, Having two picks within the top ten, so they can maybe kills draft a receiver. It kills me to see him get as much opportunity. The Galladay contract is bad, so bad. You know they can they can do without Sterling. I I believe, but they need edge. They need corner. They need tight. They need right. They need to the fix interior, the right side. They need interior of their line. offensive lineman. I think Nick Gates is okay. He got injured last year. He was okay. His Shane, pass block was bad. Shane Lemayhew and Andrew Thomas. The left side of the I'm offensive line is fine. I'm with you. So they have the fifth and seventh pick in the draft. If it's me. I'm going Evan Neal or Icky and Kwanu, Charles Cross. You're not thinking Tyler? Not that high. Not that high. Okay. I will say this, though. I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants took Sauce at five. I wouldn't be upset. I I think Sauce Gardner, if they cut James Bradbury, it makes a lot of sense to then draft Sauce so he's your number one corner. Adorier Jackson had a good year last year. Mm -hmm. So now you have Sauce and Adorier. I think that makes their defense pretty formidable and if, if Brian Dable can get the best out of Mitch in this offense then the Giants can compete like they, they can compete Gates pass grade was bad it yeah. was in like in the 50s I understand and Shane LeMay who played one game 
and he he was good. <laughs> but even still, in 2020, bro, he was literally the last ranked guard in the entire NFL. No, I. What, what, what's funny? That's his not, name. Not yeah, no. Nah, it's just funny. He played one game. He, he played one Who game. Who was it against? Uh, it was week one. Oh, Who they wow. play? I don't know. And he was a fifth round pick. It's not like he was this highly yeah, touted guy. Him. Yeah, they need an offensive line, bro. Their interior ranked their interior ranked dead last in unit pass block rate. They need to completely overhaul it. But I agree, they're not probably taking they're not taking Linderbaum at five or seven. Doesn't really make any sense. Five, now, I think, five. I I agree with you. I don't if, think they go. If Linderbaum, Neil, but what's seven, the difference between five and seven though? It's not. Five, it's sauce not. might not be there at seven. I think you need someone because Neil or Icky could play guard. So they could take him, play him at tackle, but they also need him to play guard. Then it makes more sense. Okay, Linderbaum's not enough, popping out enough. to, so to other tackle know, position. Daniel Jeremiah in his mock draft had the Giants going with receiver at seven, Drake Linden. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys That's, think about that? that what feels, do you guys think about them that going That feels receiver? similar to what they have in Kenny Galladay already. But a downfield need, stretch, you, you know, someone with the big body. If I'm, if I'm the Giants, you absolutely need an so O-line. So are you guys taking the third tackle? Are you taking a Charles Cross, someone who could, you know, is a really good pass blocker, but he's probably a bit of a... I mean, I don't know. I've seen some boards with Charles Cross. BFF has him as the fifth-ranked... You think Icky and Neil are both gone at that pick? It's possible, I guess. The way it's yeah. looking, it feels like it's more likely that Icky will be gone than Neil over these last like couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I feel stronger that Icky might even go before him. Kid. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they could address interior line in the second round. Someone... Um, what's his name? No, they need to fix the defense. Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson or Kenny Greed. They both have flexibility to play guard. Um, they play guard and tackle, I want to say. They just haven't played center. I believe uh, Kenny Green had the most um, bench reps at the I'm combine. I'm going to be honest. If I'm New York, I'm trying to trade back and just get more picks in this draft. I don't hate that either. Because I mean, they have linebacker is another need. I know they're getting Blake Martinez back, but they were the third grade unit. They're Blake? not going to. Blake? Blake? That's your guy. Blake. That's your guy. Yeah, he's good. I love um, Blake. They're not Blake. probably going to spend. I don't see them paying up for like a Devonje Campbell or like this one of these big <laughs> inside <laughs> linebackers. Not there's a lot, but someone in the second round possibly an edge as well. They were the fourth lowest. But they uh, have pass a star there. Yeah, they have Leonard Williams. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Like Kayvon he's Thibodeau at five. I don't hate also. Yeah, for sure. If they I, went, if they went Kayvon or if they went Sauce and then Kayvon at seven, that's probably best case. Their interior wow. solid with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Like that is as far as in um, Aziz had a good year. He had eight sacks. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, I believe, was second with like five, but they were still bottom 10 in sacks. They need a, another edge press. I feel like if the Giants, Giants fans, if they don't draft an offensive line, they're going to be They're going to go nuts. They're, they're going to be go crazy. And I feel as if, if, if excuse me, if Icky and Neil are both gone, then it makes sense. But if one of those two guys are available... There's a lot of people high on Charles Cross just because he played at Mississippi State in air raid offense, so he's a really good pass protector. Okay. But I feel like there's been a lot... Like I've seen him as high as number five on PFF, but I've seen him in the 20s as well. So, so, so there's a I, I wouldn't mind Cross either. I feel like, me personally, I'd go offensive line, defensive player, whether that be defensive line or a cornerback. I think they could go best player available at both spots. Do you think Sauce would be there at seven? I think if Sauce is there at five, they should take Sauce. You think, Cro- you think Cross will be there at seven? Yeah, probably. Okay. Who's, All right, fine. Is Carolina picking at six? Let me look real fast. I'm blanking off the top of my I head. I want to say Carolina's picking at six. They could go O-line, too. I think the Giants also need receiver. I think Carolina 100% goes O-line. Yeah. And Cro- like Cross could be could go at six, then. Yeah. They might be they might be screwed. They might take Sauce or Cause, Cross. Because Carolina cross. does not need a, se- the, a, no. a, a, nope. a corner, excuse me. So, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, they could go tackle, mm-hmm. assume they pass up mm-hmm. on him, and... I mean, but still, Gilmore's a free agent. Um, Dante Jackson's a free agent. You still just drafted Horn top yeah, 10. you did. That's true. So maybe don't use a premium pick. But I do think they need receiver because 
Kenny Galladay can't stay healthy, and it's a bad contract. They want to get off that ASAP. Tony has been explosive, but again, his first year wasn't able to stay healthy. We're talking about cutting Sterling Shepard, and now you're looking at Slayton and who? Like receiver, I think right. I think Sauce, cro- Sauce, a tackle, and a receiver. Two of those three, I think that's where they, they should go at five or seven. Yeah, I agree. Uh, on to the next division, the NFC West. We're going to talk about the Rams first. Now, the Rams, we know they won the Super Bowl. You know, great all-around team performance. It was just and amazing. And Matt Stafford was just insane. Oh, oh yeah. He, he, was, was he, was, so good. he was pretty good. God yeah, I think Matt, comeback, Matt Stafford was really good. Three man. comeback wins. He's been, a, he's been a great quarterback, though. Interesting. You know that. Interesting you say that. He's been a great quarterback. Sure. I mean, I showed you the clip from no, two years interesting ago. Interesting you say that, man. Before the show. That's right. You're a pancake. But no, I'm a not. pancake. Flip flops. <laughs> no, I'm a. Crepe. I haven't heard of that one. A burger. I'm a, I'm a crepe. <laughs> Flipping burgers. <laughs> crepe. <laughs> you are so foolish. Listen, the Rams this offseason, free agents: Von Miller, Darius Williams, Sony Michelle, Austin Corbett, OBJ, Brian Allen, their center, Joseph Noteboom, who filled in for Andrew Whitworth one game in the playoffs, it was and awesome. Sebastian Joseph Day. Now they have minus thirteen point seven four million dollars in cap space. Um, Andrew Whitworth could save them seventeen mil if he decides to retire, which is probably a possibility. They don't want that, though. I bet. Ashawn Robinson could save them five to seven million if they cut him. Really now, good. you know, what do you think the Rams should do this offseason? There's been reports floating around of Aaron Donald recently. It's been reported that he wants to be the highest paid defensive player in football. Matthew Stafford. The Rams, the Rams are working on a contract that might make Matthew Stafford one of the higher-paid quarterbacks in the NFL at forty to forty-five million a season. So, with all these things going on, I mean, what do the Rams do this offseason? Your guy Von Miller, he's kind of a hoe. Why? He's flirting with Broncos. He's flirting <laughs> with the Rams, with Aaron Donald, with Stafford. He's he just over there being like, "Oh, you take me? No, you take me. I'm gonna put this on Instagram, that on Instagram." He's kind of been a hoe. Wait, he's posted stuff about the Rams too. On um, the Broncos, definitely, and they were no, talking no, no. about the Rams say, too. I'm no. not sure off the top of my head, but he's definitely talked about him and Donald both coming back. Really? Yes. Really? Because I've seen on Instagram him wanting to come back home, and he, when Russ yeah. got. When Russ got traded to us, there was a, a picture that he put up with the What's Next yes. song by Drake. Listen, man, he's coming back home. He's coming back home. He's not a hoe. <laughs> he is a bit of a hoe. But no. the Rams, this preview has been kind of the easiest because they don't really have draft picks. They don't really have money. So the biggest thing to me is they have to resign their guys, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. In terms of like who they should prioritize, I think Von Miller for sure has to be up there. Really? I think... Yeah, why? With the way that Leonard Floyd played, do you think it's a necessary like you can never have too many edge rushers? Fair enough. You know, with him and Leonard Floyd, and then you have Donald in the interior. Fair. I think Corbett and Brian Allen getting both of their offensive linemen back is gonna be really important because that's it's gonna be hard for it, them to do. It, it's gonna be hard to get all of these guys back for sure. It's just the team is still predicated, it's still Sean McVay's system, so it's gonna be zone run. And you need to have we kind of discussed this with Hackett when you don't have an electric running back, or at least Cam Akers has kind of he looked good against Arizona, played some good defenses, didn't look as great. So if you don't have that elite running back, even though I do think Akers could still be pretty damn good, not as good as Javante, I think you need to prioritize offensive line a little bit more. And then the second or maybe the lower tier priority would be Odell and Darius Williams. They're important to bring back. I think if you have Robert Woods completely healthy, maybe you could look for a veteran or someone who's cheaper. Because even Odell, he comes back, he's probably not going to be ready week one. It sounds like his... 
his second torn or his ACL that's been torn for a second time now. They're expecting to take a little bit longer than usual. So mm-hmm. even if he comes back and you know you expect him to come back week seven, eight, nine, then it's going to be hard to just put. I guess they did it last year. They kind of put him in the system midseason, but coming off injury, it's going to be a bit difficult. And it's going to be a similar system. He's going to know how to play it, and I think it'll be a one year contract, so it, it won't would be, be that expensive. It would be. That's why you don't have to prioritize prioritize Odell because I don't think there's going to be as many suitors for him to you know I think Odell wants to be back in LA and LA wants Odell back I don't think a lot of teams are going to be going out of their way to sign Odell he's going to get a one-year deal no one's the way he played I think that teams are looking at that and saying man he's box but you also have to think you're probably not getting him till midway in the season that's fair that's the point where I I, have all these other receivers out there the draft that I don't think it's going to be this this huge you know rush to go and sign Odell at this point in time, sure, he's 29 years old. That's fair. Listen, the Rams are in a position to where their roster could be a little way different than it was a little this way. past season. A little way you know? different? Which way? Because if Von Miller doesn't come back and Sebastian jo- Joseph Day doesn't come back and, you know, Austin Corbett or Brian, they lose Brian Allen, I mean, that that that's huge. It, it's huge. It's huge. And it's going to be like Matthew Stafford kind of has to do a bit more next season. He's capable of doing. There's no doubt about it. I'm shocked. Breaking news. I'm interested. I mean, I've never called Stafford like some game manager quarterback. I don't know why why this is breaking news. I I knew. I've always known. Breaking news. You're giving him praise. Matthew Stafford is a nice dude. He has a nice smile. And I think that he, 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 the benefit of the Rams going out and trading for Matthew Stafford as opposed to like keeping Jared Goff is that they can lose some of these guys and they can be contenders still mm-hmm. because Matthew Stafford can elevate the team and offensively they're going to be fine. Now, guy they, knows it. Knows it. He I see that smirk automatically. I know in his head. He, he knows. Now, I think their biggest <laughs> needs are at guard inside linebacker and corner if they're losing Darius Williams. Mm-hmm. These are some like potential cheap options. You know, Laurent Duvernay is like an option. Uh, Dennis Kelly, tackle. Dante Fowler, he could co- come back to the Rams. He can be an edge rusher, like just a rotational guy. I wouldn't rule out Casey Hayward Jr., somebody coming off of, of, of a year, of a redemption year. I think who, he played too good. He's gonna want You're to right, but I think he's also like, I want to win, and he could go to the Rams and probably okay. win okay. and ring chase. Daquan Jones, nose tackle, who used to play for the Titans. Uh, I don't think this past season he did, but he was, uh, I'm, forgot, I'm forgetting which team he played for. I think it was like the Seahawks or something like that. And then what? I wouldn't be shocked if they make a run at Cordero Patterson. I wouldn't. Interesting. Why Why Cordero of that's all a, people? That's a nice, I haven't thought I, of that. I feel like Cordero Patterson, for one, he can be the running back. But you don't think Cam Akers, they're going to the season thinking we got to rock I with I feel this like guy? how the Rams run their offense, they kind of like rotate two, three running backs. Is Daryl Henderson free agent? No. But yeah. he's also not that good. Disagree. He was not that good this season, bro. Even Disag- when he even when he got the work, he had like a couple of good games, Let's but he got honest, he, he got injured again, second year in a row. He's getting hurt. I'm fine. I agree with that. So Daquan Jones played for the Panthers. He was he was pretty damn good in that in that Bengals game. He showed to be their best receiving option. Like Daryl Henderson, he has and, games here and there, but no, he was very good this season when he to, had the maybe opportunity. to start the year the first month or so, but down like second month on, like they brought Sony and Sony took his job because he got hurt. And, and he couldn't take it back because Sony was playing better than him. No, because it one. Let's be real. The, it, the Rams were in a position where whoever you put in that backfield was going to have success. And then when they went into the postseason and they played defenses that actually had good run stoppers, 
They all struggled. Not just one of them. They You're all right. did outside right. of Daryl Henderson. But I think Cordero Patterson, you look at, I feel like the Falcons might not have enough money to pay him. And I don't think he's going to command a lot. I think $5 million a year can get you Cordero Patterson. I think other teams might be scared off because they're like, we're not going to know how to use him like Arthur Smith did. Sean McVay in this offense, I think Cordero Patterson could really fit well. And just corners, like taking a flyer on Jason Verrett or signing Razul Douglas or maybe a DJ Reed, those are all options. I feel like they need a corner opposite of Jalen Ramsey uh, to for me to feel comfortable with their secondary. Their safeties are okay. Their corners. Darius Williams in 2020 was really good. He fell off this past season. I don't think he's coming back. I think the Rams brought him back this past year because they're like, we're going to see if he can replicate that. He didn't. I don't think they bring him back, so they're going to probably have to get a corner. They have seven picks on day three. Yeah, so that's, Williams uh, wasn't yeah. that bad in the Super yeah. Bowl, I don't believe. I'm just talking about for, like, for the season. Just in general? Yeah, just in Henderson general. was better than I remembered. Yes. He, he, was, he yes, was solid. He was solid. Very. Yeah. Which is why I say it's not essential for them to go. Like, I understand what you're saying, especially with McVay and the way that he is able to maneuver his personnel. But Daryl Henderson played perfectly fine. And you pair that with the change of pace of Cam Akers. That's that's more than fine with me. That's, yeah, maybe they could bring Sony back. And you don't so. have to pay any money. Yeah. Sony, fair. For the depth, I'll take it. But Don't really want Jake Funk in case one of the other two guys get hurt. Fair, but Both need, injury two history. guys are fine. Yeah. Two okay. guys are fine. What do you guys think about them picking up another receiver? You have Robert Woods coming up torn ACL, Odell tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Because, I mean, they're Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. I'm not really big fans but of either Va- of them. But Van played fine in his role. Especially with the fact that as I just, just don't a deep want, threat. I know, but I don't want one. I have to get Robert, hurt and yes, too. exactly. Like Robert Woods, who's coming off torn ACL, and Odell is not going to be ready to start the season. I don't need one injury, and I'm starting Van Jefferson from wide but, receiver but two. Who are we looking at in terms of wide receiver twos right now? A, that's a, affordable. A couple names I had were Fuller, Crowder, and Sammy Watkins, Fuller. cheap guys. But would, Fuller is very intriguing, especially with the fact that if he stays healthy, that upside's more than what I. You know, what I'm saying I'm yeah. definitely interested. Excuse me. But I'm I'm looking at these names of, of guys that would be affordable. Those are the only names, really. Emmanuel, at this point, I'm not interested in. DJ Chark is T.Y. Someone Hilton, cool. someone I'm not interested in. Yeah. DJ Chark's interesting, but... They've been Emmanuel's talking about Amari. Cooper? <laughs> to the Rams? <laughs> they crack me are up, you be- Bro, if they do that, they're nuts. They're just so rich. It really has gone to that point. I don't doubt I don't, it. But the thing is, it's going to be tough. Amari would take a pay cut. That's, He'd have to that's, take less money than if he yeah. went to a Jets, a Patriots. Because you mentioned it early on, right, right as you were starting. And then they're he making, would have to like make the decision that I'm going to go play with Stafford over like a guy like Zach. Wilson. Zach yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. He's closing his eyes and he's making that decision respectfully, boys. And he's also like got to realize that he might be the number two or three option on that team. You know what's interesting about that? I feel like that would open his game up a little bit more. I, no, I it would, it would, it would. I don't want him to go to New England, but New England seems like the perfect fit for me. I think Allen Robinson's probably going to go to New England, truthfully. Why? Why over Amari? Because I've been seeing reports that they're really trying to get Allen Robinson in the building. I would, Amari would be my number one target if I was... I would try to for get sure. both of them. But. I, let, but let's be real. At least Allen Robinson, aside from this past season where he did get hurt, but it, got, it seemed as if to a point where he just wasn't they involved as much. They kind of phased him off the offense. Correct. Yeah, he had like 60 targets. At this point, he's been one of the more durable wide receivers in the league. He had the torn ACL, but outside of that, he really has been very durable. I mean, Amari hasn't missed a ton of games. 
I think he missed one game last year. This past season? Yeah. I feel like he was in and out of the lineup. Not in and he, out like he... Yeah, he never he missed... Had yes, he had injuries. He had lingering injuries. And to start the season as well. But then week one, he went out and put up like ridiculous yeah, game. And it was correct. never even replicated that or came close to. Yeah. I mean, the Rams, you know, we don't have to go too much in depth with them because they don't have much money to yeah, make Yeah, they don't moves. have many moves. But the interesting thing about it, just to go off what you are saying about them potentially bringing in Cooper... How would it get done when you're making Aaron Donald the highest paid defensive player yeah. in the league? It'd be difficult. You have Matthew Stafford, who you're probably going to end up paying thirty to forty million a season. Let's be real; that's probably going to be the number. How are you going to be able to finesse this? And you want to bring Vaughn back? You want to bring Odell back? Think about it. When's Cooper going to be a free agent? Right? You're going to let Cooper him walk, yeah. or are you going to? It depends on how his production goes over these next few seasons. But how can you expect him to fall from the grace well, of God? Well, I would guess Amari's not going to get. Or like you think he's gonna get like this four long term like four year long term deal, mm-hmm. but he's still it young enough depends. where you still yeah. give him, you would contemplate giving him a two year. I think that would be more on Amari saying that I will take a cheaper contract, a one to two year deal, try to win a Super Bowl. Is Amari a one year contract from here on out type receiver? No, I think no. if he goes to New England, That's, I agree. I think if he I goes agree. to New England or the Jets, like they would give him a multi year deal with plenty of money. I'm with you there. Jets but I, can get out of Corey Davis's contract. But next do you year. think Just Cooper? This is really just a, like a personal question, which there's really no no real answer. But do we think that Cooper is going to be that type of gamer where he wants to join a, a Packers, where he wants to join a Rams, where he wants to join one of these contenders? Or do we think he's fixated on this money? He got a bag from Dallas. Five years, 100 mil. But Dallas was still a guarantee. It's not guaranteed. I know. Though. I know it's not guaranteed, but, but he's Dallas, got a good amount of money so far in his career. I'm with you there, but Dallas was also a, in a, a way better, not a way better spot, but in a spot where they were going to be put in a position to win. So it was a, on top of, I'm getting paid, I'm still going to be competing for a Super Bowl potentially. He didn't choose Dallas though. Got traded, but he, no, signed correct, but he signed the extension. He chose them. I mean, he, what are you going to do? You know, you don't sign it. They just franchise tag you. Also true. Fair enough. And they probably also had some sort of communication before he got traded saying, hey, do you want to you know, re-sign with us? Nah. Definitely. Nah, I wouldn't. Nah, I, wouldn't. I was actually on the call with Jerry Jones. So You better stop talking shit about Zach Wilson, man. I don't, who talks shit about Zach Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the next team. We had a debate about Kyler Murray last time on a podcast, and I know that you know pretty easily I was the one who made a lot of valid points about it. Drunk. Invalid. Yes. I think that's the um, Invalid word. is the word. Yeah. Look, you guys are very high. And empty. Empty. You guys empty are points. very high on. Kind of rude. You you guys are super high Hightest. on Kyler Murray. You guys are also. Uh, I don't know how high you are on Arizona as a team. That they, they they have negative cap space right now by eight hundred thirteen thousand. Chandler Jones, Zach Ertz, AJ Green, Max Williams, James Connor, Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, Robert Alford, who was their highest graded corner this past season. I mean, what do you want them to do? I mean, you're the collar fanatic here. Like you said it last show, like you're the OG collar guy. And you, you've been talking about how Kyler's this like game-changing guy, all he's this, awesome. all this, all that. He's, he's, he's one of the better guys. Cool. He's such a great leader. He's better than Lamar. You think he's better than Lamar? You know, he's, whatever. That's what you think. Eyes closed, um, Kyler. So what do the Cardinals do this offseason to make sure that Kyler proves to everybody that who you think he is, you know? I think I would like them to bring in just one more weapon. Doesn't need to be an Excalibur type weapon. Bring in someone in, just and opposite not, not of DeAndre bring Hopkins. Back Christian Kirk and AJ Green. I really, they're both free agents. AJ Green can go. Christian good for them. He because the opportunity was presented to him, where he had to be the number one option. He had to be forced these. these no, as, passes. A, as a second option, he was really good. Though. He was okay. I feel like Christian Kirk was was better. And he was. I would if I had the option between the two, I probably would lean Kirk. But even still, I don't know what type of money Christian Kirk's going to want. How much money do you think would you be willing to give him? 10. Are you giving him 10? Well, Fuller got 10. 
Yeah. That, Damn, that's AJ fair. had 848 yards. Yeah, though. He had a solid year. How many games did he play? 17? He might have played. If he didn't play, if he played less than 17, good season. He played 16, started nine. The starting is, is interesting because yeah. Christian Kirk's the number two. So it, yeah, starting doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. So regardless of that, yeah, yeah. I think the main primary focus needs to be defense. Secondary specifically. You, you lost past Pete last year. You really were lost at, at, at cornerback. You guys were doing fine to start the season because your pass rush was so great. Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt really held it down. J.J. Watt went down. It was a lot on Chandler Jones. Golden was only was also very good for them as well. Was uh, leading the league in sacks at one point in time until obviously J, uh, T.J. Watt and, and Miles Garrett happened. And Nick Bosa. Reality hit. Corner was definitely a hole for them. So I'm looking at them to... To address that cornerback position, I don't know if it's going to be to to sign one or, or draft one, but they need to bring in corners into this team. Inside alignment, I also think that that's a need for them as well. Kyler Murray does a lot with scrambling with his legs and extending plays, and and that's a credit to him. But you want him not doing that because we see these past two seasons where he has hurt his ankle on scrambling plays. You need to protect his pocket. You need to definitely make sure that he is in a secure space because he is the franchise. He is the most important person on this team. But if if I'm the Cardinals with pick 23, I'm going with corner. Trent McDuffie, I'm looking at. Roger McCreary, these are guys that... It, at pick 23, it's reasonable that they are there. They need to bring someone in. You, you can't have Murphy be your your only cornerback. And let's be real, he's good. He's not great. Buda Baker is great, for sure. But he's the only piece on this secondary that I'm looking at that is that is of anything worth talking about. I feel like you need to address that. And, and the Cardinals will be all right. Look at what they did early in the season when Kyler was, was healthy and DeAndre Hopkins were healthy. They were the best team in the NFC Record-wise, at least. Eight and one. They were fantastic. They were playing fantastic football. The offense that they were running was was working wonders. They could do no wrong offensively. Then the injuries started to take a toll. And then we started to see it take a toll in their record. I think they need to fix defense. Offensively, I'm not too concerned about. So long as DeAndre Hopkins is healthy. Because DeAndre Hopkins is what makes this offense go. You, DeAndre Hopkins is, when healthy, a, a top, top five receiver at the worst. And let's be honest. He's closer to one than he is to, to five. He's that talented. Still? It's DeAndre Hopkins. You got to respect him. He still had what eight, nine touchdowns Clo- this season. Closer to five than one. You're saying Cup, Jettas, Tay, Jamar. He's definitely over those guys. Are you taking? Are you taking Jettas or D Hop healthy? Jettas. Wow, man, that's he, so. He rude. has the most yards in the NFL these last I two years. And he's he was amazing. a rookie and a second year player. He, he is amazing. Yes, I'm not saying Jettas isn't amazing because we're talking about the top five here. It's no disrespect to no, Hop. No, it's not. But it it is also DeAndre I, Hopkins. I think he's yeah, but he's these receivers are stepping up and he's kind of cooling down. Jettas and Hop is a conversation I can have. Yes, I'm, is Jet is Hopkins leaving his prime? Would you say he's entering the back part of it? Sure. Entering the back part's a very nice way to say he's ending his prime. <laughs> it's unfortunate because even this season, let's say this is his last but year of his prime. Just, he was a huge tight end. The yards weren't there this year. It was all touchdowns. But it was also deep touchdowns as well. Like it was from like 30, like 25 I know, but yards. His, his yards weren't there. He was just getting touchdown after touchdown, which not if taken he away. You didn't need the yards really. You needed the touchdown threat. All the other great receivers got yards. To a degree, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you needed that touchdown threat. And Listen, that's what he was. He had, what, eight touchdowns, nine yeah, touchdowns in, like, six eating. games? Yes. He was unbelievable. 
Listen, I think... And you saw clearly in the offense. I'm sorry, King. You saw clearly in the offense when he was on the field and he was difference. out the field. It's night and day. It, listen, it's not as Hopkins good. Is it he's top... We're saying, is he still correct, the elite correct, of the elite? Correct, correct. But is he still the elite of the elite? Yes. He's closer when to healthy. five than one to me for sure. I know. That was a strong statement of me to make. But even still, I think that you have to respect DeAndre take, Hopkins. Next game. year, who do you think is going to be better, Chase or Hop? Next year, at the end of next season... That's a conversation I can have as well. However, it's like it's gonna be Chase. Boy, Chase. <laughs> it's I gonna mean, be that Chase. That boy Jamar is crazy. He's crazy. Now we're looking at him being six. What did Jamar have? Fourteen and thirteen this season. He had more than fourteen hundred because he broke Jed's record. I'm, I, I think, think it was like fourteen fifty. Yeah, it was a little like over fourteen. But go ahead, King. Arizona is going to regress next season. The fact that they started out eight and one and didn't win this division. Is embarrassing. Speaks volumes on the Rams. It's embarrassing. It speaks volume on also Cliff Kingsbury's second half collapse. Also, Kyler Murray's second half collapse. Like he plays worse in the second half of the season. Kind of like Russ. Like Russ has had that trend these past couple of years. I think that's more on the offensive like philosophy and scheme more than anything. Um, you know, and also a funny thing, just just a side note, in 2020, when like the whole slogan was like let Russ cook in Seattle, he was cooking. In the first half of the season. That's been the story of his career. But then something, like, something he didn't like about the offense that he wanted to change. He kind of basically was like, hey, you know, I want more say in the offense. And it got worse in the second half. You know, just disclaimer, you know. Second half, Russell Wilson's a real thing. But, uh, you know, on to Arizona. I I just think that they're going to regress next season. You look at all these free agents they have. They have a ton. You know, Christian Kirk, you know, I don't know why you want them to keep him because, you know, he's not good. Kyler Murray just made him. So he could just make somebody else, I think, right, be Drew? be cheapest, the, the you know? cheapest option, really. But, no, in all seriousness, you look you look at the people. And the answer is yes. Don't even hit me with that, bro. Christian Kirk is okay. He's really okay. <laughs> he had 84 yards. A jag. Big jag, right? Right, Joel? That's what it's called? Jag? Just a jag. guy? Just a guy. That's him. So, Cuts they can make. DJ Humphreys would say fifteen million, but DJ Humphreys has been their best, you know, left tackle. And they can't release him. Justin Pugh though they can. They can save nine point eight million. Jordan Phillips four million. Devon Kennard about five million. And they just released Jordan Hicks today, which saved them about six and a half million. So so they can make these cuts and open up some cap space. I feel like some phrases they can get Akeem Hicks from Chicago. Would really, you know, fit their defensive line. Hassan Reddick reuniting him back in Arizona. I like that. He had a career season before he went to Carolina. Calais Campbell. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't rule him out. Sidney Jones, or even if they don't want a high-end guy, Tim Settle, the defensive tackle from Washington, he didn't get much opportunity there because, you know, they have a stacked defensive line. But Tim Settle is a really good player. And maybe getting a guy like Charvarius Ward, you know, signing him away from Kansas City. And he's a really good corner. They they need more help on the defense. I think their offensive line needs help as well. They don't have a tight end. Arizona has so many holes. Zachert's free agent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Max Williams. And both their running backs, Connor and Edmonds. Really? Connor's a free agent? Oh, God. I'm Arizona has so many holes. And I think their defense next year isn't going to be very good. I think their offense is going to take a step back. If I were them, if Jamison Williams is there at 23... I take him, and I don't look back. I don't hate that. I think Jamison Williams has a chance that, to honestly. be there at 23, and you have to give Kyler another weapon to just have an explosive offense. I think Arizona next year is going to be very similar to like what we've seen from Atlanta since like 2017 
and what we saw from the Saints, like in the mid to 2010s, where like their offenses can be electric, but their defense is going to like get scored on and stuff like that. You know, JJ Watt is always injured. Um, you really can't count on him. Count on him to stay healthy. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins—they have been disappointments at this point. Unfortunately, true. Isaiah Simmons more like Isaiah Simmons was supposed to be a—he was supposed to be what we're calling Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton now. Yeah. You know, he was supposed to be a surefire prospect, no bust written over at all, and he's been a disappointment. He did fall in the draft, though. I—I I, I feel like the he fact went top ten, I want to say he did, but I felt as if he was supposed to go like top three lock, and he just kept falling and falling and falling and fell into Arizona's lap. I want to say he went like. Let me remember. Let me let me look it up. I could be. I don't think he fell that much. But I remember the hype behind there Isaiah where, hype, yes. yes. Yeah, like Arizona to me just has so many holes and I don't know how they'll fix them, but I think just best case scenario right now is Eight. just loading up on offense much, and giving Kyler as much help as you can get. Yeah, that makes sense. They could also restructure a few guys like Hop, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker, Ronnie Hudson to free up some more money. Um, but I agree. I think similar to the Rams, their top priority should probably be getting their guys back, right? I think... Resigning Christian Kirk, definitely James Conner, who had a great season. Chandler Jones is probably my number one priority, being able to get him back as he's still one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. But corner is is a huge need for them, and they don't really have anyone on this roster who shouts number one corner to me. Um, they had Robert Alford play this year. It's first time playing since 2018. Um, if they are able to free up some money, maybe they go with the you know the the big spend and go after a guy like a JC Jackson or a Dante Jackson or Gilmore on a one year deal maybe any any of these veterans who want to go and compete for a playoff spot and a championship as well so i still think corner is their number one need but they have a few other needs i think interior offensive line is really still a big need even though they went trade for Rodney Hudson unfortunately for them Hudson probably had the worst season of his career he was ranked as the 31st best center according to PFF Max Garcia is kind of just a guy especially with uh, with Justin Pugh as well not you know not top half guards in the NFL an area could be improved on I'd like Kenyon Green a lot for them possibly in the second round he's a guy I think I mentioned earlier he could play guard or tackle so they have flexibility which obviously a lot of teams covet Um, interior defensive linemen too while they have two great edge rushers if they do bring back Chandler Jones and JJ Watt the interior definitely needs some work Akeem Hicks was a guy I wrote down who I think makes a lot of sense someone who can get after the quarterback in nine games he had Nine quarterback hits, three and a half sacks, but also give him versatility to be able to stuff the run. And lastly, or I have two other positions actually, wide receiver, as you guys mentioned. Rondell Moore's second round pick, someone I was high on who is really electric with the ball in his hands, but he's 5'7 and 180 pounds. I don't know if that's someone you're going to be able to rely on to really be a number two, maybe a number three receiver in the league. You just don't see a lot of guys who are 5'7 and, and having long careers in the NFL. So that was a guy Kyler Murray wanted. He called the front office, said get him from Purdue, had... It was ridiculous rookies or freshman season when Ed Purdue, he had like 1,200 yards at 18 years old where he was just ridiculous, which made me think that it would translate to the NFL. Unfortunately, it hasn't to this part. Um, but in round two, I think a guy like Justin Ross or George Pickens, two big body receivers who are athletic, big catch radiuses, can go down the field. Those are two guys I like. And then lastly is running back. They have Connor and Edmonds. Both are going to be set to free agents. If I had to bring one back, it would be James Connor, who really – rejuvenated his career in Arizona. He didn't lead the league in touchdowns, but was number two, had a great season, could catch the ball as well, and then probably pair him. I heard um, today that the Buccaneers are going to let Ronald Jones and Fournette both test free agency. I think getting either of those guys to pair with Connor makes a lot of sense. You know, I was um, just thinking about the Cardinals and the receiver situation. I mean, they've whiffed on a lot of receivers. Andy Isabella. 
Andy Isabella. I think Rondo more. He's a gadget guy. To me, that's a whiff, though. I, I don't think he's going to be like for a second round this, pick. You know, I, I think that's a whiff. And, and see, uh, it's still year one. It could it could happen. And Hakeem Butler. Uh he was like a. I was. He's like six four. Ran like a four four. Just super athletic, but just never panned out. I thought it was going to be good. I did too. Know? Yeah, but Cardinals got a lot of decisions to make. On to the 49ers now. You know, 49ers to me were the team that should have made the Super Bowl. I feel like, you know. I bet. What's wrong with you? They didn't make it because Jimmy G got hurt. It's unfortunate. If he didn't, was if he wasn't hurt. You're such an excuse He would have out-dueled Stafford. He would have won. I know that. Yeah, for sure. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, he, he look. Because Garoppolo is known for anything. It's being the best quarterback. Oh, for sure. In all seriousness, though, I think Jimmy Garoppolo was great for them this past season. Even though you could say like they made it in spite of him, I would, pro- I would, I would lean. Great is nuts. Holy hell! For, maybe for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. If you're comparing Garoppolo right. to Garoppolo, look, look, enough of Garoppolo. Let's stop talking Thank about him. God. I don't know you, why you, you brought, guys brought, you brought him, him up. up. Now nah, I don't know why you guys brought him up. Talking about it's the not, Niners. So Trey Lance, this is probably like the beginning of the Trey Lance era, right? Um, and to begin the Trey Lance era, the 49ers will have three and a half million dollars in cap space and a lot of key free agents like Lakin Tomlinson, DJ Jones, Kwan Williams, Jaquiski Tart, Arden Key, Maurice Hurst, Tom Compton, Raheem Mostert. But if they trade or cut Jimmy G, they save twenty five and a half million dollars. D Ford saves him seven million. Uh, Tarvarius Moore saves him one and Samson Ebukam saves him six and a half. So they can free up like. $40 million in cap space to re-sign who they want and also get a big-time guy. Now, I tweeted this today, and I'm under the assumption that the 49ers are going to sign a big-time corner in free agency. JC would be crazy in San Fran. It could be JC Jackson. Mm-hmm. It could be Stephon Gilmore. It could be Carl like Davis. Like it? I feel like they're going to sign a big-time corner for sure. They're going to make a big time splash move. It's going to be a name that we're like, wow, they got him. And I, I agree. I'm leaning JC Jackson. I, I think JC Jackson is a niner uh, at the start of next season. And that that's the position they need the most. They need secondary. They need corners. Because of D'Amico Ryan's scheme, they were able to really hide and mask a lot of the deficiencies there. And I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that. I think teams are going to catch on to it. Having a great pass rush is going to help. Them. You're right. And they have a great one. Yeah. They have Nick well, Bosch. Sure. They have they Eric have Armstead. The they have Javon Kinlaw. Um, I think they should bring back DJ Jones. He was awesome for them. But you don't need D Ford. I think their linebackers with Warner and Greenlaw are fine. Uh, Jimmy Ward is one of the better safeties in the league. Jaquiski Tart, I like him a lot. But after he dropped that interception, he can go. <laughs> uh, because of that... I, look, I think they're going to sign a big-time corner. They need a big-time corner, and I think it's going to be J.C. Jackson. I think they also bring back Lincoln Tomlinson. I feel like that's yeah, essential as priority. well. You, mm-hmm. you bring in the big splash, like you mentioned, in a J.C. Jackson. I feel like that would be huge for them. No doubt the, the cornerback is their weakest position where they had to change their scheme in order to play defense. What was it? They are playing a man, and they had to switch to a zone because their secondary was so bad, but the pass rush allowed them to play this zone and be successful and they, they in their secondary. They played cover three like so much, mm-hmm. like 70% of the time. So I think Lincoln Thompson would be huge for, to, to bring back too, especially if you're going to have Trey Lance be your, your guy. You don't want to already put him in year one, and there's holes on the offensive line. You have Trent Williams, who is the best offensive lineman in the NFL by far. That's, that's going to be 
already off the bat great for him however you bring in Lincoln Thompson just to ensure you secure that enough money you you're going to have enough money excuse me to bring him back (laughs) this guy I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that that would be a priority of mine. You want to ensure you still have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, especially with a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of other needs for them, I really don't see another glaring hole for San Fran. I think yeah. as a whole, their team is very complete. Wide receivers, they have it. Whatever you want to say about Ayuk, I think he's a solid wide receiver two option. You have, you have, excuse me, oh my goodness, Debo Samuel, I can't believe I just blanked on his name. Crazy. This guy is one of the top five talents in the league at the wide receiver position. Debo Samuel, one of the most electric wide backs, the most electric wide back, for being honest. He just invented the position. And you have George Kittle, who's a top two, top two tight end in the league, arguably the best blocking tight end in the league at that. And that only just benefits the offensive line more. And then in the backfield, Elijah Mitchell was fantastic for them. I don't think they'll bring back Raheem Mostert. Doesn't seem essential. He can't, he can't seem to stay on the field. However, I will give Raheem Mostert his credit. When he's on the field, he's nice. Yeah, he, he is, is very good. He's ridiculous. Unfortunately, he really is. It's Mitchell un- came in and took that job, though. Now, he's not giving it up. Now, question, though. If he's healthy going to training camp, and he has a great training camp. It's Mitchell. This is, uh, Mitchell's job. I think without a doubt. Nah, it's Raheem Mostert. I think. Without a doubt. If he's nah. healthy, bro. Be real. Be real. Look at what Raheem Mostert did in that 2020 season down the stretch. He was the key to them getting to he's the— He's also like 31. He's No, he's not. I think he's approaching, maybe not 30, maybe he's, he's approaching 30. He's close to 30, correct. But you're not giving him a ridiculous contract. And imagine. They extended even, him last season. He's 29. Season. Even, okay. st- even still. When's his birthday? April 9th. Oh, he's going to be 30. Even still at 30, he's still fast as sin. Yes, he is. But I agree with you. Elijah Mitchell, you just took him in the sixth round. You're going to have him for three more years. At, I mean, at, it's really good. At, at minimal money. For I mean, sure. in the playoffs, he had 220 yards and four touchdowns against Green, Green Bay. That's what I'm saying. Raheem was crazy. Uh, I know. We're talking, what, three years ago now? No, no. That was two seasons ago. No, No, you're right. But look, look, I think... Three seasons for... Or two seasons for running backs a ton. Look, I think Elijah Mitchell, it's his job. I think it's his job. I think it's Elijah Mitchell's job, too. I don't think Shanahan's giving... He just gives him so much work and just trusts him so much. And he fumbled, I think, once on, like, 300 carries or whatever it was, which nah, is... No, nah, it's two times. So how much... Now, can, okay. now another thought. question, because they're going to have to extend Debo Samuel soon. Do they go out of their way and, and extend Debo now, or do you think they're just going to franchise tag him? I think they're going to do everything they can to extend him. I don't think they want to play with the franchise tag. Which is what I'm saying. Now, we have this $40 million, right? We're talking about them potentially bringing in J.C. Jackson. I feel like... We should mutually agree bringing back Langland Thompson is a good idea, correct? Yeah, definitely. I feel like they the only moves they need to make corner. Get a corner. Correct. I think even if it, even if it's JC or like a Carl Davis, even a Stephon Gilmore who come in for cheap, you know, get a corner. I, I would say JC. You can bring back Lakin Tomlinson or just get Austin Corbett from the Rams. You know, he's gonna be free agent. Um either one works. And then I think it's signing one of their defensive linemen back. Uh so whether it's DJ Jones or Arden Key. They were both great for them last season. Arden Key was second in sacks for them. Yeah, um, Arden Key. I think. I think bringing back Arden Key for them, they're going to bring him back. I think. So you wouldn't. You wouldn't prioritize extending Debo Samuel. Maybe not right this now. Off-season. Right now, I don't know if it's like Maybe an essential year. need, but uh, I, I think right now that's what they just need. He's though. going into so, year year four, year five, three, three. three yeah, I was going to say four. Debo's been in the league for only three. Se- Same two, as Metcalf, bro. Yeah, year three. So this is going to be year four. Yep. It's going to be yeah, year four for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be year four. He was the first round pick? No, second. Second. Okay, so he doesn't have that fifth-year option, so maybe they do need That's to That's what I'm him. saying. 
I haven't heard, but we haven't heard anything about any extension talks with. I know I we low key have. Yeah. We low key have. I'm not, not not talked, but I remember like seeing it on Instagram about his like potential contract being like four years, eighty million. He'll get twenty a year. That's why like Mike's gonna get twenty a year. Like that was a mistake. Um, but I also think interior O line is is something they can improve on. Bringing back Tomlinson is gonna be a big help. Um, but their right guard's a free agent, and he was kind of average. I think someone like Connor Williams from the Cowboys makes sense. He only allowed one sack and 13 pressures, had a good PFF grade of 76. And a couple of smaller needs would be edge. If they do leave, or they, if they do let Arden Key go, who is second in sacks, makes a lot of sense to bring someone in. I think receiver makes sense, too, because you have Debo, who's had some injury history. Um, Ayuk, who's relatively healthy. I want to say maybe he missed some games. His first year was in the doghouse to start this year off. And then behind him, you have Sheffield and Juwan Jennings, who... You, I, I believe uh, they're free agents as well. So well, he's restricted ask, though. Like Jerron Jennings, yeah. ain't go, he, he, they ain't gonna let him go. Anywhere. Can I ask you real quick though? You don't think Brandon Ayuk? They're looking at him and they're saying that we don't necessarily need to go out of our way to bring in a wide yeah, receiver. I'm not saying you, you know, you pay 10 million, but I think getting a veteran, someone that you could pay five million for, just as depth. And I also think a veteran quarterback. I think Tyrod Taylor would make a ton of sense. Interesting. Someone might not you know, behind land. Someone just could a learn good from. Backup. Yep. Yeah, that all makes sense and. On to the last team in the NFC West. We're going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks, a team that traded Russell Wilson. And now it seems like they're going into a full rebuild because they also released Bobby Wagner. And man, uh, right here in my notes, it says they have $36.5 million in cap space. I'm not sure if that increased since the Bobby Wagner. It's closer to 50. They have 51 million million in free cap. They have 51 million in free cap. I'm under the assumption that I I don't necessarily think the Seahawks are going into a full rebuild. I think they made the Russell Wilson move because they were like, okay, listen, we don't have enough money to sign our our, our players like Dwayne Brown, Quadre Diggs, Gerald Everett, um, Sidney Jones, DJ Reed are all free agents. Those are important players, and for a team like Seattle, that's offensive line has struggled. They they don't have a great defensive line. They need to bring in players. And now that they have the draft capital that they got from the Denver trade, and now that they have cap space, they can build a great roster to where they're kind of like the new Denver of now we're a quarterback away. And now if Deshaun hits the market, we go and get Deshaun, and now we have a stacked roster with Deshaun, and we can make some noise. So for me, to me, these are their biggest needs. Center, guard, tight end, a wide receiver three, and an edge rusher. I'm not putting quarterback on here yet. I think, you know, Geno Smith or Drew Locke might be that bridge for the year. Maybe they go out and get a Jameis Winston, though. You so never know. So they're about to have the worst quarterback in the NFL. Uh, it's possible. Tied with Mason Rudolph. It's possible. Cute. But for me, free agent targets are Cedric Wilson, I Lorenzo like Carter, uh, Jerry Hughes from Buffalo I think would be a good edge presence, Hassan Reddick also, um, offensive lineman, Ben Jones, center from Tennessee. Ben Allen from the Ram Center. Ethan Polkick, re-signing him, I think would be a good idea. And just other, some de- some defensive linemen, Sebastian Joseph Day, Emmanuel Ogba. And in the draft, I think with the ninth pick, you go George Karloftis or Kayvon if he slips. Edge makes sense. Sauce. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, if he slips, you know, there's potential there that they could get him. And Tyler Linderbaum, I think, to just have a, a center or interior offensive lineman, I think that's what they're, they desperately need. But you look at the you look at the Seahawks offensively, Chris Carson, DK, Lockett, Noah Fant now. Um, Can't count on Carson. 
He has a neck injury. He didn't play okay, all yeah, second yeah, half. Yeah. Penny was exciting. But DK, interesting. DK, Lockett, Fant. They're good there. Yep. You look at defensively, you know, outside of like, a, you Defense's know, ass. Jordan Brooks, I, I love him as a linebacker. I think that's why it was easier to move off from Bobby Wagner because uh, Jordan Brooks was really good. I'm telling you, I don't think their corners are that bad. They had the 31st worst pass offense, uh, pass defense. In terms of DJ Reed, DJ Reed's somebody that I, I think is a good corner. They definitely need to upgrade there, and I think in free agency they can do that. They can sign somebody. Carlton Davis makes a lot of sense. On the defensive line now, they did get Shelby Harris. They need to kind of you know build around him and, and build that defensive line out. And s- secondary, Jamal Adams, Quadre Diggs. So you have your safeties. Quadre is a free agent. Him, yeah. I think they'll they'll resign him. Okay. So Jamal Adams, Quadre Diggs, you have your safeties. Now go out and get a corner, resign DJ Reed, get a corner to complement him, get some defensive linemen. I don't think their offense is bad. They could use an offensive lineman or two. Definitely. But for the most part, I think they'll be fine, you know, offensively. Okay. Uh, outside of the quarterback, of course. Like if they can get a, if they can go out and get a t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston, I think they'll be a mediocre team next year. But why would, why do you want to be mediocre? Why do you want to win seven games? I don't know. You just, <laughs> you, you know just what think, I mean? Like you just traded Russ, you just cut Bobby Wagner. To me, the screams full rebuild. The thing about it, though, like I know what you guys are saying. But the NFL is so much different than like the NBA, where when a team trades everything and they go into full rebuild, like they go into full rebuild in the NBA to like where fans understand we're gonna suck. In the NFL, nobody truly goes into a full rebuild. Lions, like they trade everything. Jets? Okay, that's a good point. Jaguars, Lions got Jared Goff. He's not one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. But they absorbed his contract and got two first, knowing we're not going to be good. We could take on this and dead money. You're right. And they have the second pick overall. You're right. They were damn bad. But the Lions were competitive. And now I've called them the, the best worst team I've seen. But they were still um, the You look at the Jets. The, the Jets, even though you know we're rebuilding, we've built up a good offensive line. We have our quarterback of the future. It took you guys think, a few years yeah, to get that. Yeah, bro. but I, I mean, it's because the quarterback didn't pan out. That's really why. Sam didn't pan well, out. we rebuilt really... I mean, this team's basically been in a rebuild for like five but years. What I'm saying is that in the NFL, teams don't don't truly rebuild. I don't know if the Seahawks are going to be like Drew Locke is our day one starter. I think they bring in a veteran like a Jameis or Teddy or maybe like a Fitzpatrick and they compete. You know, I don't think it's just like, okay, we're going to try to be as bad as we can at the quarterback position. Yeah. I don't think I mean, they Drew do Drew Locke that. is... Drew Locke, it doesn't get much worse. He has... He's fourth, I love that I can trash talk him now. He's oh. fourth to last in turnover-worthy plays and last in uncatchable pass rate since entering the league. So it, it really doesn't get much worse than Drew Locke. He's pretty bad. He, yeah. yeah. Um, it would be funny if they get Teddy Bridgewater and they have Teddy and Drew Locke all over again. Interesting fact. Also, this is from a, a tweet I saw from Steven Ruiz, who works for The Ringer as an NFL writer. Um, does amazing work. He actually tweeted, uh, and it was like a picture, a diagram of like advanced QB stats. Are you really going to say this on camera with the Teddy Bridgewater and Russell oh, Wilson? Yeah. It, it this was guy's unbelievable. since in the last two years, Teddy Bridgewater, like it was just last season. Advanced, no, last two seasons. It was he did last two seasons. Right, Statistically see. advanced stats wise, like Teddy Bridgewater and Russ are like neck and neck, bro. I'll be honest. I couldn't give one fuck. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's a fact, but I'm just saying it's pretty funny. So if they get Teddy Bridgewater and let, like let's say they win like it's eight, basically like having Russ. It, <laughs> that's what you're telling me. If they get Teddy and they win eight games, bro, like come on. 
Do you think the reports of them interested in being being interested in Deshaun are true? I do. I do. What would they have to give up though? A bunch. The picks they just got. Exactly. Yeah, like it'd be such a weird move to but trade they only, Russ. Oh, they'd have to give up the picks that we just gave. Basically, them. Yeah. like you'd have to give up those two firsts and two seconds at a minimum, and probably something more. I don't like, think so. I think Russ is worth more than Deshaun. I think Deshaun's worth. More. I mean, no, bar, not if, off the like trials, yeah, bro. Yes, that's true. But if Friday comes, because the only reason the team's training for Deshaun is if we know for certain one way or another how the case is going to go. If he's free or you know is is found not guilty, he has more value than than Russ because he's twenty five. You're right. You know, um, but to me, it, it probably makes more sp- makes more sense to go the veteran route. You know, I don't I really don't see the point. In tr- like, obviously, if you get to Sean, get to Sean. Right. But like, why don't just keep Russ at that point? I understand having the money to go and resign your guys. But if you go and trade for Deshaun, you're taking on a big cap hit. So it's not like you'd be able to get those guys anyway. Not so, originally, though. What do you mean? Because the Texas would take on that dead cap hit. And but Deshaun's cap hit would still be large. But kind of like the trade when they traded him to Denver, like. Denver's only taken on 17 million of that. Okay. So like guess, for future years, you're, you're right. But but also Deshaun's 25, bro. Yeah. Like, and you do it in a, you do it in a heartbeat. Younger. It would just be such a unique trade that like we've never really seen before. So I, I'm predicting at least they go for a veteran, maybe even like someone like Mitch, maybe has some more upside than a guy like Teddy. But I think Teddy makes sense. Um, and we know like Jimmy G would make sense, but he's not happy being in the same division. I think a couple other needs, I mean, they do have a few. I think Edge being a really deep edge class, like we've mentioned multiple times, makes sense. They only had 34 sacks last season, which was non fused in the NFL. Their top pass rushers being Carlos Dunlap, who's over 30 years old, had eight and a half sacks. Interior lineman Rasheem Green had a career high six and a half. And their second round pick, uh, Darrell Taylor, also had six and six and a half. So they had some guys, they were able to do it, but they still need some more depth there. And it being such a talented class, I think they go that way. Um, I think corner, as you mentioned, is a need. See uh, DJ Reed, Sidney Jones, both free agents. Mm-hmm. So at nine, Sauce, Stingley, one of them might be one of them is definitely gonna be there. The way it's moving seems like Sauce is gonna has a higher chance going top five than six to nine. So I don't think Sauce will be there. But Singley's probably someone you have to consider. You know, they they really started that Legion of Boom having those elite corners. And Derek Singley has that upside to be one of the better corners in the NFL. Um, offensive line is interesting because Dwayne Brown has been really a solid piece for them. But he's also 36. Mm-hmm. And if they are a team that's looking towards a rebuild, are they going to give him, you know, a, a decent contract? He's a left tackle. So he's going to demand a decent amount of money. Um, and the expectation is them is for them to resign Patchage too, if that's how you pronounce the name, Ethan, uh, their, their starting offensive know, lineman. Pokic. Pokic, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but they could probably upgrade center if they were interested in like a Ryan Jensen or Ben Jones if they want to go that route. But if Seattle's really going to embrace the rebuild, which makes the most sense to me, you know, if you're trading Russell Wilson, it makes sense to get those picks and really just suck, honestly. Like maybe you don't let all of these free agent walks. Mm-hmm. Maybe you let the bring in the young guys like the DJ Reeds and the Quandre Diggses. But to me, I would just go rebuild, let some of these older veterans walk, and, and build through the draft. Do you- Before you go, Drew, I, I have a I have a thought that I want to get out. Um, what if trading Russell Wilson was strategic by Pete Carroll? And Pete Carroll, he pu- they pulled the trigger on this move because Pete Carroll was like, you know what? We're going to trade Wilson. We're going to cut Bobby. We're going to get all this cap space. We're going to sign good players. I'm going to go out and get a quarterback like Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater and show that I can win games I think, without Russell Wilson. It'd be I a miracle be out of, of God. Mind. And I honestly didn't think you were going to go that route. I thought you were going to say, what if at nine they brought in Malik Willis? I'll tell you what. The one way to not get better is train an elite quarterback. I can guarantee that. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think like 
from all these th- all these reports that have come out about Pete Carroll and Russ Wilson and them not trusting each other, they haven't been able to be on the same page for a long time. I wouldn't put it past Pete Carroll to be like, I'm going to try to prove myself that I can win without Russell Wilson. Can we be real, The GM bro? and owner would be fools to believe a seven-year-old Pete Carroll like, instead dude. of keeping Russell Wilson. How, and, and for how long have we been speaking about Pete Carroll being one of the most overrated head coaches in the NFL? I feel like it's been years at this point. I think he's old school. I think he is overrated. You're All right. right. I'm, I'm glad. And right. so now, can we entertain the idea of Malik going I've, nine? I've seen reports that they're not like, that interested bro, in And I've class. seen reports that Malik could go as high as two. Yeah. That's just... I don't buy it. That's just there's nothing else to write about. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But he has he has intangibles to be good. Yeah. And I still think that if a quarter sure. if a team needs a quarterback desperately, that they would go that route. Now let's think about it. If they take Will Willis at, at nine and they bring in a Trent Brown to play right tackle, they go and they and they put money into bringing a Jensen, right? They go and they bring in money to to sign a Bryce Callahan. Now instead of putting your money into spending twenty million on a Teddy Bridgewater, around twenty million, let's say. Now you're you're giving a rookie contract now to to Malik, who now you're putting your all your chips into that basket to be your franchise quarterback. Now you have money to build your offensive line. Now you have money to spend a little bit on 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 your secondary that was one of the worst statistically in the NFL. That's intriguing to me. Malik isn't ready to start. I, I that's fine. Now you're a, a year away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I you I were I was with you until you mentioned not getting like a Teddy. I think even if they you draft can, Willis, they get. A, a you have Drew Locke. You can have him start. You don't need to win. It's not like Gino was terrible. He wasn't horrible. You know? He wasn't horrible, but he was not the word good. I would even now say Lock. <laughs> exactly. You know. But you just traded for Locke. You know what I'm saying? But like, it, let the him thing be about guy. it is that if I'm if I know Willis isn't ready, me as a coach, I'm like, okay, let me get a quarterback who's not going to lose the job three games in, and that's. Drew Locke and Gino, they would lose the job three. They would lose the job maybe after the second game. But you know what? Teddy Fine. Bridgewater. Let's see what we have in Malik. Let's see what he can do with our squad. Teddy three. Bridgewater just we showed in Denver. Early, but you spent the ninth pick overall on him in our hypothetical situation. Teddy Bridgewater just showed in Denver that he's he the third can, pick on Lance. But Daniel Jones was the sixth pick, and he still came in. How'd that work out? I mean, he played good his rookie season. How'd that work out now? Hindsight's twenty twenty, man. I mean, I think, but a lot of people thought Daniel Jones at six was a reach. Sure, they but wanted him I'm to saying, take Dwayne what Haskins. What I'm trying to say, also a reach. He's a bum. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that Teddy Bridgewater already proved in Denver that he's going to keep the job for the entire season. He's going to play gonna well enough, enough yeah. to not lose the job. And I think the, the, the Seahawks, if they bring in a Willis, they need stability like that. But all, Pete Carroll was also, you know, it was a he was videoed. With uh, Matt Corral. That's a second-round option. I don't think he's a first-rounder. It's nah. a second-round option. Interesting. He's a, he's a second-rounder. They could go that route. They probably need running back, too. Because I don't... Carson, at this point in his career, with the neck injuries... There's so many running backs. I mean, and I feel like Rashad Penny, you could still get him for cheap. He only had one year, and let's be That's real, like a couple games, games yeah. where he was amazing, mm-hmm. but it was a couple of games where he showed something. You could still bring him in for four or five million. Yep. Agreed. All right. So that's going to do it for episode 161 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, and two hours and 57 minutes. This, this is, is the shortest, shortest football ever. episode maybe since I've been on. Yeah, because we didn't go on tangents. Yeah, shocker. We didn't we didn't get, we didn't, are you still friends with us? We're still good? 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> no, the, the start of the episode killed me. No, after after this episode, I, I can... We're I friends can, again. I can shake your hands with smiles. No, with like and you know what's crazy? Smiles. I felt the energy after the show. He was like, yeah, all right, bro, I'll yeah, see you. Facts. He, he, usually when I, when I dab him goodbye, he's like, yeah, bro, all right. Let me see you, bro. Nah, this one was like, a, all right. I was he's like, like, he's like, get the hell out of my crib. <laughs> heard you. Heard you. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to rate and like this video if you made it all the way through. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.